Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Senator. This is Jedi arriving. Star Wars fans, and welcome to the March 2023 episode of the Positively Star Wars Senate podcast. This episode is recorded on Sunday the 12th of March 2023, using the powerful dyad of the Force, which pairs two Force-sensitive beings, making them one with the Force, and sharing a collection that spans across time and space, otherwise known as Microsoft and Skype in this case. My name is Stephen, the Chancellor of the Senate, the obligatory Brit contingent, this otherwise American skeleton crew, as we get together to talk positively about Star Wars for roughly the next hour or so. This episode is brought to you by Poe Dameron. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. And the reason for this is because Poe is played by Oscar Isaac. And of course, at this date, um, in March the 12th, as we're recording this, it is the 95th Academy Awards tonight. Uh, held in Los Angeles. I would not be watching, and unfortunately, I don't think Star Wars is up for anything, so it's even less of a uh, reason to watch it. It's just very hard to understand you with all the apparatus. And... I don't think they've had any movies, Stephen, to be nominated. <laughs> a movie? Well, they should have TV stuff in it as well, shouldn't they? I mean, nobody watches... new hope in again, so can No one watches TV. movies anymore. Um, that's another conversation I was having online as well. But we're on that <laughs> Anyhow... Before we get going as proper with the show, it's time to have a quick word from our sponsors. Fantastic. Great. Thank you. Um, and as ever, we thank the sponsors because without them, we could not do the show. So, whereas I'm in the UK, I am joined as ever across the great big vast pond by my positive friends in the United States of America. And on this month's show, in random Skype order, we have Ricky. Hello. Ron. Greetings, fellow senators and chancellor. And Marie. Hello. <laughs> and on this month's show, or this episode of this recording we are mostly going to have a recap on the episodes of the bad batch that we um but we got roughly <laughs> we was all surprised to, to find out that we got roughly about six episodes of the bad batch since we last recorded an episode um so we will be going through them quickly ish but also deliciously but first before we do that we're going to go around the massive table and hear what everybody's been up to in the last uh, 30 days or so in Star Wars land since we convened in this hallow space of the Senate. And we will start with Ricky. Hello. Um, yeah, I would. What have I done? Uh, oh, I pre ordered Jedi Fallen, not Fallen Order, um, Jedi Survivor. So that's something I've done. Um, man, the game's expensive, but uh, I pre ordered it anyways. So, um, so I get all my uh, worth the money um, cosmetics in the game. <laughs> So uh, that's something I'm looking for. I think that comes out next month, if I remember. I don't know. Um, so yeah, just doing that. I rewatched Andor a bit. Um, 
I did rewatch um, before Mando started. Uh, people were kind of saying that, uh, you know, let people know that there's episodes of Boba Fett that had Mando in it. So uh, my in-laws just happened to be over one weekend and I'm like, well, did you guys watch? And they're all excited for Mandalorian. I'm like, well, did you watch Book of Boba Fett? And they're like, well, we didn't finish watching it. I'm like, we got to watch the last three episodes. And everybody was so into it. It was like watching the movie the last three episodes. So so that was a, that was a fun evening that we had here. Um, besides that, I don't really know what else I've done. Um, got a couple action figures. Oh, I bought a um, Jabba's Palace a little card game at the comic book shop the other day, which was uh, which is pretty cool. So I had never seen it. I posted some pictures in the in the, the chat, but uh, I'll try to see if I can get some up here. But yeah, other than that, has it really been uh, anything too crazy? Just rewatching uh, episodes and Mando and Bad Batch and stuff. So it's been pretty pretty good. Lots of content. I'm always happy. Actually, had a, my intention was last week to start rewatching um, Book of Boba Fett. Um, that was ever ever great intentions that I have. We didn't actually get around to it yet, but I will. Okay, onwards to Ron. Uh, greetings, everyone. Mine has, has been light. Um, usually this time of year is a good time of year to find uh, some good stuff on clearance after the Valentine's Day, but I was too late. It's a very, very small window to find anything. I'm going to post one of the few things I did find in the chat, a little picture of a flashing necklace of uh, Grogu. The, they definitely have marketed and, and, and you know squeezed everything they can out of that little dude and it was one of the few things I found in the, in the clearance rack after Valentine's Day. I was hoping to find some of the, you know, the various Valentine's. I've got a collection of Valentine's cards that have that have happened over the years. Um, it's neat to see those include pencils or pens, but all of that stuff is long, obviously long gone. There's a very small window after that, so that's been a very, very been a very short. Um, or a light uh, bit of Star Warsing for me for the past uh, since we've last chatted. Aside from consuming content, we've had so much great content um, on TV. Having dual shows uh, drop now um, on the same night, it's been a been a, been a lot of Star Warsing in terms of uh, sitting in my easy chair and, and consuming it all on my big screen. So that's all I'm going to have for this this session. Not much, not much to talk of. And is there any sale bar drop date? Oh my no! <laughs> <laughs> I was just after I, I have the obligatory have to ask that every uh, every time we record. Oh, I, I posted. I forgot I had another picture. The uh, necklace blinks. Ooh, you know the, the thing where they add the LED that blinks oh. like the the primary colors. Just about anything to make kids go. Ooh, that's neat. It had that had that feature that'll last for as long as that battery wants uh, to last. Anyway, yep, that's all I've got. Oh, Stephen, I did, I did, I forgot I mentioned something. I did start reading uh, Jedi Battle Scars, which is a, a tie-in novel for the game. So that's another thing. I forgot. <laughs> he said there's too much content to keep track of. There is too much content. Um, which reminds me, I think uh, somebody sent me a link to the, uh, I think there's the first, there's some content released of the Jedi Survivor game, isn't there? I think some of the story and stuff. But I haven't... Yeah, I'm trying to go in blind. I'm not looking at anything. Yeah. So. I haven't watched it yet. I mean, I have a hard job with um, um, the Jedi Survivor, um, uh, the game stuff. It kind of feels like it's more, I know it's canon, but in my head it feels Legends, but that's only because it's not on TV or in a now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard t- In my head, Cal, whatever he's called, doesn't exist, but I know he does. <laughs> um, so hopefully uh, one day I'll get a bit more into that. Okay. Uh, Marie. Uh, actually, I've been doing quite a bit. Um, I went back and I started reading the um, 
the original um, kickoff to let to the what what they now call Legends, which is Timothy Zahn's uh, Heir to the Empire trilogy. And then I ended up uh, giving it up as a bad job and started listening to the audiobooks instead because I found the expanded audiobooks. The original ones weren't great because they were abridged, but um, the expanded ones have Mark Thompson, and I love Mark Thompson, great narrator. So I've been listening to those, and I am now on The Last Command, which is the last book. Um, what else? I've been watching, of course, The Bad Batch, catching up with Mando. Uh, watched Revenge of the Sith for a little bit last night because I was catching something that um, a friend of mine posted about um, Palpatine kind of um, in the first part of the the movie being kind of shady about Obi-Wan kind of, and his presence there. And Obi-Wan kind of, there's a, there's a point at which Obi-Wan kind of cottons on to the fact that that someone or something is hindering them, but he doesn't quite put his finger on it. And I was like, wow, you're right. Every time I watch that movie, I get something new out of it. And it's great. Um, other than that, not much. I had plans to go to celebrations, celebration in a couple of weeks, but unfortunately, I will not be attending um, as we discussed a little earlier on. But uh, yeah, if any of you guys are going to that, if anybody out there is going to that, have a great time. I will live vicariously through all your posts and Twitters and all that kind of stuff. But that's about it from here. I'm pleased it's going to be uh, uh, Stephen Friendly in terms of what time live streams are going to be on and stuff. Because last last election, <laughs> I could only watch the first hour, then I went to bed. Yeah. Um, there's never quite like watching stuff live. I know you can watch things on Stephen, demand, as I said a, before. The some season two trailer started off. <laughs> Well, oh. well, yeah, well, yes, oh, yes. So I tuned into, yeah, we said that at the time. I tuned in to watch it, and then it was like 10 minutes of Widow. Uh, <laughs> um, I've never been so flattened by my anticipation of sitting down, actually sitting down to watch stuff and, and having it taken away from me. It's like somebody pulling the rug from underneath your feet. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, well, they are live streaming it again this year, so. I'm sure that won't happen this year. Oh, no, we've got one of the TV series and stuff to go. Anyhow, um, so I, I, I don't know what time the live, what time did the live stream start over there? I suppose are they night in the morning or the afternoon? Or... They would start probably whenever the doors opened, which was oh, like right. around 9, 10, whenever the convention started, and they would go That's... till it ended. <laughs> I love watching stuff live. I just can't watch things on demand. Well, as, as there's a night watching it, don't you? <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. That's true. Okay. I, uh, I posted some pictures in the chat. Oh. The one thing, one bit of Star Warsing that I would wish I could have done, but there's just no way I get that get that past um, my um, ever yeah ever ever. Um, usually I can I can talk her into it. Sure she, um, can, she might that, notice that one. Yeah, that one I can't can't it, squirrel away. But somewhere in, in my Facebook feed is is a uh, Force Awakens branded GE fridge. Had no idea such a thing existed. I wondered. I really would like to take a look at it. Just I wonder if it's just like a silkscreen sticker on a regular fridge is what I'm assuming it's going to be. I can't imagine it's anything sort of super uh, permanent or uh, I don't know. I just wow. it looks a little faded. Could just be the picture. You know, it's been in the store since uh, what 2019 or whatever. But yeah, that that would be an interesting. An interesting collectible to have for sure, but don't think yeah, I'm gonna. Even though it meets my right yeah, don't think I. Even though it meets my on clearance uh, criteria, or whatever. Don't just don't think I could squeeze that one in. If it was a mini fridge, maybe, but that's a full size. 
I didn't yeah, put all the pictures. It is at the very least practical as well. So. Touche. Right we up in the refrigerator. Ours is going out. There you go, uh, Ricky. Where is where is this at? <laughs> it's uh, on the east coast somewhere. Um, Get it shipped. For a garage fridge, I would I would do that. Yeah, see, I need that's what I need. I need a garage. I need my man cave. Don't have such a thing. Or what I do have is in the attic and in the top of the house, and you're just not putting a fridge up there. Yeah. <laughs> not a full size. Not you're not getting a full size fridge up there. Anyway, no, no, no. all right. So let's get after it. Bad batch. Well, just before we do that though, I have to say my um, Star Wars in the last thirty days. I have got something to to report for once, and I will. Just, I don't even know what my mic is on the laptop. You can hear. Put together your cell barge. Uh, I have got I have got a book in front of me. It is oh no, oh, yeah. I just spilt some chocolate on it. It is the Chronicles of the Jedi, um, the High Republic book. It is probably about I try for some strange reason it hasn't got numbering on the pages, so I'm not what? sure exactly how many. I <laughs> know it's a That's book, a no numbers and no contents. I mean, is it a book? But I assume the reason for that is probably because it's written. The introduction is is written by a a, uh, a Jedi we haven't heard of before called I can't actually read it very much. I think it's Hartai Kogra. Uh, he does the introduction there, and the whole of the book, the whole 150 pages uh, or so, is him writing from his perspective as he chronicles basically everything that's happened in Phase One and a little bit of Phase Two of the High Republic. So I would say if if you haven't followed the High Republic at all, somebody might wrong, then this would be a good book to get because it basically summarises everything, just read through it, and you read through what's happened in all the books, all the main bits of the story, all the main characters, and you've skipped all that, all those extra hours of trying to read all the books. Or if you've been reading the High Republic and you have a time thinking what the heck's going on, this is good for you as well. Or if you've not read some of the junior novels that are in the High Republic, they're covered in here as well. Or if you're like me, you you pretty much read everything and, and followed everything in the higher product, but you're still on a bit confused about what's going on and who people are and what they look like. This is for you as well. It is basically there's loads of images, um, all new um, artwork of all the various Jedi and, uh, and other characters in here. Full page, small pages. There's nothing to dislike in here. I, I mean, the only thing people might dislike is it is pretty crid. Uh, at least it's £30 in UK money. I'm not sure how what it's going to be in the US. I thankfully used uh, £20 gift vouchers um, to sort of um, make it a bit more sweeter. And I bought it on a whim of not really knowing what was in it because there's not a lot of information online about exactly what you would get when you open the book. But there's a lot of text and there's a lot of artwork. This is not a loosey-goosey or whatever that, whatever that means. There's about, I just think there's about... Uh, Help me out here, Stephen. The seven chapters, taking you all the way up to the fourth, fourth starlight. Uh, Fascinating, Stephen. So it's not a High Republic story, but nope. it's also not a High Republic reference guide. That it, it's broken down into chapters that are, are telling gonna, stories. Gonna, How do I'm chapters? I to record a video on this, but I've so far failed to get. What's, so what's the name of the book again? Like, Chronicles of the Jedi. It says Chronicles, actually it's okay. an illustrated guide to the galaxy's golden age. And I said there's five chapters. So the first chapter is chapter one for light and life. And this basically goes through the era that we're in, what how the Republic is set up and the Jedi's relationship to it. Goes through all the characters of the uh, the Jedi Council. Uh, and there's lots of images and stuff. And we get a galactic galactic map. So you can pull out this little fold-out map 
for some strange reason, it's the same on both sides for some reason. So 30 bucks on Amazon, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's the first chapter. I mean, and that's 20 pages. So it's not it's not a small amount of words on each page. It's very verbose. And then the second chapter is based is called the Jedi of the Frontier. And it's basically this is all the phase two stuff, um, which I was surprised to find in here. Um, and this talks about hyperspace, uh, hyperspace prospecting, Pathfinder teams, the Jedi's on the frontier, the funnels of the Force, Path of the Hand. We've got a picture of the Mother and the Herald are in here. Some spoilers from the Battle of Jedi, which I won't go into. Too, well, actually, we talked about it, haven't we? So you see pictures of the uh, that great big statue that we see in Rogue One. There's an image, there's some artwork of it being felled as it happens in this um, in that book. So chapter two is basically. Phase two. Then chapter three is Beacons of the Republic. It talks about Starlight Beacon. And then it starts, this is where it starts going chronological. So we get the great hyperspace disaster, we get the Jedi at Hetzel, the Song of the Force. We talk about Ava Chris, all the main big um, Jedi and stuff like that. And then it goes into chapter four. We get the, it's all about the Republic's expansion. So it talks about um, Nina Sol, uh, the Nihil. Uh, lots of actually, this is a lot of it on the Nye Hill. So uh, Ryan found a way to to um, capitalize on all his uh, fellow senator. Ryan found yep. a way to capitalize on all his fantastic note taking. That's every, awesome. Good every, for him. <laughs> every Jedi is covered. Unfortunately, there is no geode in this. I have not seen any mention of geode. Even so. if you read that Jedi's name backwards, is it spelled Ryan? <laughs> the only thing. Uh, the only thing. There's only one thing I don't like so much about this book and it's similar to the um the last book i've got the the secrets of the sith book there's there's flaps in this bits that open up and move around uh and they're stuck in so you've got it sounds like a great idea but they're very loose so there's not there's an i can see these things if you're a collector you have to keep things in pristine condition and stuff these are the kind of things that would drive you nuts because i can see some of these things getting caught in the pages as you're as you open and shut in them, or the kind of things that get creased very easily. And annoying. certainly, yeah, the, um, the that type of stuff is very books are very challenging to collect um, and keep pristine because of things like yeah. that. I find these. I think a lot of these things are actually not necessary. I don't. I don't think they need to do this. Why not just have the image of the the lightsaber on the page and not some sort of pull off, you know, loose things. Only nearly stuck on by a very little small bit. It's not going to come off, but it flaps about a bit and what really would have probably made any you not send this book back one of the pages was stuck together because of the um the glue they used to stick and these things on it so i had to slightly prise it apart and there was a little blemish among the pages um because of it and uh you guys might well have sent that back just a bit lazy and i thought it's not the end of the world truly a challenge yeah i have uh, yeah. some book that was it was earmarked by the author and autographed and annotations and all sorts of stuff. And it was one of those um, expanded um, where they take a take a ship or take things and, and explode it apart and explain all the pieces. And, and it had that type of trifold where you get to that page and you can open it up and make it even bigger. It's not a poster because it's connected to the book, but that page didn't get folded back into the book correctly and gets creased and dog-eared because if you're not careful when you put it in. So, yeah, those things are neat and gimmicky. And, and an additional step but it does make for a challenge to keeping the book pristine if you will from a collector standpoint but those creases and the like show that it was it was well loved used read and otherwise you know informative to, to somebody at some point in time so it I sounds like say, a cool book 
it's it's absolutely it's it's top notch. Uh, I mean, I said I've got the Secrets of the Sith book, which was nice. That's written from the perspective of Palpatine, I think it was. But even this has got substantially more text and uh, original artwork in it than um, than even that book, and it's slightly smaller. That uh, that Secrets of the Sith book was annoyingly quite large, um, but it didn't really need to be. Um, so I recommend it to people who are just curious about the High Republic. People have been reading the High Republic and think they know everything there is to know about it because at the very least there's new artwork in here of characters that probably haven't had any artwork before. So uh, it's it's worth a read. Recommend it to everybody. Yeah. It's always nice to know what the Jedi's and the characters look like. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very handy for that. I'm, I can't... So, I haven't read through it. I haven't digested it. For me, I can't guarantee that there aren't people missed out in this. But from what I can see, the vast majority are covered one way or the other. Do they do any real-world so, photos? Or it's all illustrations, right? No, it's all uh, art. It's all art. It's all it's art. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's art. But it's pretty cool art. But actually, some of the artwork is what is a little bit... You know, you know, um, J.J. Abrams loves his lens flare. Um, and stuff, and these some of these artworks got a bit of a a, um, a pastely haze to it, a bit like where you uh, you might do the work and then you might sort of um, slightly rub over it afterwards. Then it's not crisp, clear artwork. It is probably a bit. I don't know what you how you would describe. It. Wait, somebody else has got a book and they can tell me what they think this kind of uh, art is. But um, it is very good. It is very good. Thoroughly recommend it. Get Stephen thumbs up, and that's not easy to uh, to get. Um, so uh, stick it in it, your stick it in your wish list. Is it meant to look kind of oldish, maybe like? No, uh, not that I not I'm aware of, but maybe. Not maybe. not you. So you're going for like? A, is it meant to be like an in-universe sort of guide or something type of thing, Marie? Versus a a more mm -hmm. contemporary. It's just a book for us to consume the High Republic um, info. I'm wondering if it if it's meant to look like you know some kind of like ancient chronicle and so Mate, the you might, you might be right there because um couple of the couple of the flappy bits um have got sort of fake um charred bits on the edges. Oh, all right. So it is an in universe type of so, right so it, resource. It could cool. be, yeah, it could be that you you're sort of pretending that you've found something on a in a Jedi temple shelf and picked it up sort of thing. Um, but then other bits don't really look like that. I don't really know what the, uh, I don't know. I can't tell. That's neat when you're a kid. I mean, it's neat as you're an adult too, but it's neat for the kid to sort of have that sort of think, thinking. Yeah, if you had any sort of yeah. resource you, or. You bought it for your family, you had some kids around. I wouldn't let put them anywhere near the book if you wanted to keep it pristine because of those. Well, Yeah, exactly. Buy them a copy and then keep a copy for yourself in your man cave. Well, yeah, that's what you have to do. Exactly. Yeah. You got your reader, or you wait through the. You buy your, you buy your from the collector standpoint, right? So you buy the legit book now. You sit on it, and you comb the used bookstores later, and wait till you find where you know you can find that used copy of it that might have the dog, and then you can read it or you know comb through it or whatever. I did that with the vault, the Sansweet vault that 
is a just a Trevor treasure trove of old um, Star Wars memorabilia and history of it. And it's a great, great thing if you can ever find one. Or, and I have one. It's got all kinds of inserts and replicas of stuff. Whatever. It's awesome. I was like, man, how am I ever going to keep this? So it kind of sits sits on the bookshelf. Whatever. Found one at a used bookstore once. I was like, this is awesome. I don't know if it has all the inserts. Might have been missing the CD that came with it or something like that. But it was great to finally have one to truly sort of dive into and really, really go through all of the various little inserts and fold out and and things that it has inside of it yeah that's a way to do it have to have buy one what is it one to rock and one to stock <laughs> yeah i i expect once ryan who unfortunately can't join us today and uh, ricky uh, maybe one of you other ones that uh, buy this book we'll probably talk about it again because i suspect yeah, I mean, there's, more, there's a lot more yeah to... i'll pick one up yeah we'll make it we'll have to do a sign about it sometime because, we will have to do something about it because um, I know I'm probably getting a couple of Amazon gift cards somewhere in the next couple of weeks or so. So, uh, yeah, that'll probably make the list. I expect there probably be some offers in different places. Um, I've gone in a bit early. I think for some reason it's one of those books where it's out three weeks earlier than the U.S. for reasons unknown to mankind. Uh, but it's been it's been quite troublesome in the how we talked about actually in a bonus episode which uh is out where we talked over high republic stuff that differences between release dates in the uk and the us for audible books and the actual physical books it just seems completely random uh you know sometimes i get them a couple weeks before the us and sometimes the us gets them a couple weeks before we get them over here in the uk and they're out of order sometimes and uh just madness as c3po would say but Ability to sit on on Amazon gift cards, it's fine if I have to wait a little bit. But but I know the the influx will be coming in uh, literally a couple of weeks. Yeah, it says a uh, pre order right now, um, Stephen, at Barnes and Noble for March twenty first. So right. Excellent. Oh no, it'll be in time for my birthday then. So we might be able to talk about it in the next uh, next show next month. Mm. So you like get that early, but then you don't get like. <laughs> like we're not going to have plenty of content to talk about. Well, we're we'll have Mando to talk about. Yes, that's what I was going to say about that. Still, I said this before. I'm still trying to work out is why Mandalorian is shortened to Mando. It should be Mando. When Manda. I say Mando, because technically it's Mando, but it's gone. They've gone for Mando. Uh, case of real world uh, bleeding into the universe. Uh, Mm. Everyone just said Mando. Anyhow, as we said before, we've got about six episodes of uh, the Bad Batch to catch up on since we last did our last Senate, and which was roughly about the second of uh, February. We hope everybody's listened to by now. So the next episodes of the Bad Batch that came out after that were the two double joined together ones, which came out on February eighth, and that was episode seven of Help Me Out season two. And episode eight, uh, which was the clone conspiracy and truth and consequences. So just to remind everybody, because I was just surprised everybody else that we haven't actually talked about this one yet. So in the Imperial Senate, Rampart, that's, uh, is he an admiral? Or, no, he's not admiral, he's commander Rampart. Yeah. So I say it's a great name for an, for an, for an imperial um, commander, Rampart. Um, Rampart pushes for the passing of a bill authorizing the military recruit of imperial citizens, meaning that the clones will be officially discarded. Uh, Senator Chuchi, who defends the clones' fundamental rights, is approached by clone trooper Slip, 
whose friend Cade was murdered on Rampart's order when he defied the official version of Camino's destruction by a storm disaster. I can't believe how many people in the Senate would have formed for that storm disaster story. Anyhow, Churchy begins to investigate Rampart's conspiracy, alerting the Admiral, who sends an assassin at a slip. Just as Churchy tries to convince Slip to testify, the assassin kills him. Before Churchy can suffer the same fate, she is rescued by Rex, whom Slip summoned for help. Rex and Churchy prepare to question the assassin, a clone, but he kills himself before Rex can acquire information from him. Gosh, talk about a, uh, a series of unfortunate circumstances. And then in the follow-up, we get Rex contacts the Bad Batch and asks them to join him and Churchy, who tells them about Rampart's plot. To provide evidence against him, Rex asks the Bad Batch to retrieve Snip's copy of Rampart's command log from the Star Destroyer, which is undergoing maintenance. While Omega accompanies Churchy, who gets support from more senators, Rex and the rest of the Bad Batch sneak aboard the cruiser to retrieve the data. The next morning, with evidence in her hands, Churchy exposes Rampart's attack on Camino before the Senate, and he's arrested. But using the revelations of Rampart's atrocities to his advantage, Palps turns up. Somehow Palpatine returned. Um, after some booming and trumpets and all that kind of stuff, and argues for the passage of the Defence Recruitment Bill into law. Before the batch leave Coruscant, Echo decides to stay behind and help Rex and Churchy fight for a better future for the clones. What a double episode. It's about dramatic entrance. It was, a, was, it, was it drums or was it trump, trumpets? I can't remember. I know there was some kind of uh, big um, thing that happened just before he turned off from, his, uh, from below. Just literally two seconds after this uh, revelation is uttered out, so he is ready for it, but that doesn't seem to phase anybody in there. So, what do we think, folks? I like how like they mentioned that Palpatine doesn't attend the Senate anymore, and then as soon as they start talking about something, he like immediately appears. <laughs> so it's like he's like he's actually there, but he's like so like entwined with everything. Like he's like, okay, I'm just gonna show up. Like that, I thought that was awesome. Getting right to it, um, I was going to get to that at the end, but he had to be. He's not normally at the Senate because he just lets the bureaucracy and all that sort of stuff handle. But Rampart, much like, is is like a Dooku and knows a little bit of of, some insider. Yeah, knows a little too much. So he has to show up and he has to put Rampart in his place or whatever. Rampart could have easily cried, I'm just a patsy, I'm just a patsy, I'm just a pawn and all of this type of thing or whatever. So, yeah, I think that's why we see Palps where he's not normally at those things. This time he needs to because he has to clean up a bit of a mess that, you know, could unravel everything. And in in true Palps form, nothing unravels at all. And it actually plays well, very well into his hand that he's, you know, all of that. He's he's able to sort of pin on Rampart's um, agenda as as his own thing, the destruction of Camino and the, the just everything that goes into these two episodes with regards to Rampart. And him him ultimately being right, he's led away in cuffs or whatever at the end of the second episode that uh, I there was speculation. I don't think we see Rampart ever again. There's no I don't I don't I don't know why they would keep him alive. I don't know why Palps would keep him around. There's no benefit to keeping him around because yeah. he could spill spill beans as to why he you know, he was ultimately given orders to fire on um the Kaminoan city that, you know, it just, I don't think we ever see Rampart again. There's be no he's reason probably, to he's, he's probably now um, building parts for the Death Star 
um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he if he is alive, right? He's he's it's doing a, uh, uh, he's governing a post in um, uh, Siberia or whatever that works in, mm. in the Star Wars world. But uh, fantastic episodes with Bale, uh, Rex, uh, yeah. Palpatine. Oh, just mm. a, a, a great you know Tucci. after. Yeah, with all the yeah, Tucci is a, is a callback. Uh, we we've definitely seen seen that one before in the Clone Wars. That with all of the um, sort of palate cleansing, aka filler type episodes that were just content week to week. This one was, or these two, let's say, were fantastic in terms of consequences and overall contributing to the to the grand um, Star Wars galaxy and star story that we all know and love because of we, we all kind of have that question of well wait how did we get from clones to, to stormtroopers what goes on there and this had a little bit of little bit of that and we got palps I mean come on well you can't go wrong if you get palps in in your Star Wars uh, story oh no absolutely awesome matas in it too right I mean, we, we got yes. it all absolutely. and they were in um the mechanic shop at the end for uh, the Trace Sisters. I was in, oh, um, touche. Marcus. Yeah, lots of yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Six degrees of separation, right? Um, yeah. The the right. I totally forgot about that. That with these had episodes had Rex. You know, not a surprise, but a surprise to see Rex, and always a pleasure. But right, ended ultimately in Rex or Echo. He made Rex made a reference to them, didn't he? He made a reference to them, didn't he? He said they are some of my friends or something. Yeah, he did say something about yeah. old friends of mine. What the timeline of all this has to be, because where. Did that already take place? Obviously, it did because he says old friends of mine. So he somehow yeah. mentioned. But mm. yeah, what was yeah, the, the quote? The war was still on during those episodes. So, what was the quote the assassin says to Rex? I meant to look that up and I didn't get a chance to. But there's a great line there that that shoot, you're a relic and I'm a believer or something like that. That was a very interesting quote to hear the clone slash assassin say to Rex. In terms of, of what he's believed or whatever. And there was another part of the episodes where they said, after they captured the assassin, so it's going to be in the second episode and after he's passed, that his identification number had been wiped. And Echo was like, I didn't even know that could be done. So his CT999, you know, whatever his number is, no longer existed. So he either signed up for that or they did that to make him an assassin. You know, there'd be a, there's a whole episode they're worthy of how 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 someone creates such an assassin and how he believes what he believes in to be firing on his own brothers because he took out a sip or yeah. clip or whatever the clone's name was that knew what happened or was suggesting what happened shoot what was his name slip took out slip. we've seen somebody use that electronic uh mouth thing before right that suicide pill thing yes. um oh, yeah we see don't we see it in Rogue One. Do we see it? We definitely saw it. They captured, didn't they capture the um, shuttle that had the cloning doctor on it? And the shuttle had a pilot, or shuttle had somebody, and um, yeah, oh, an imperial officer. Was that Mando? Uh, not, I guess because that was live action, wasn't it? Yeah. And the imperial officer, they were gonna, you know, they were gonna pump him for information or find out what was going on or whatever. And, and I think he, he pops a cap, tooth cap, and and, and mm. takes himself out. But yeah, definitely a, a trope we've seen in other movies and other stories. Easy enough. You got to get rid of a character, just have him take such a, do such a thing or whatever. But I think, you no, know, this isn't the first time we've seen it in Star Wars because yeah, we definitely seen it before. 
I like that we're getting the answers finally to um, what happened to the clones. You know, when did stormtroopers finally start showing up? You know, it's like meat potatoes of uh, this mm. era. You think these two episodes gave us answers? I think it just started. Oh, so they, so they, so they, well, it start, it's starting to. Okay, yeah, it's opened the book that is yeah. the story of how we get from what happens to the clones, why they, the clone troopers, let's say, why they are so outside of cost. At one point in time, it was a cost thing because I remember kind of not being too keen on hearing. Um, yeah, Tarkin was like, they're too Tarkin expensive. was like, it's too expensive. It's just that money shouldn't be an issue for the Empire. That seems versus conscripts. you got to pay or give them something. I don't know. Just we have to get there because we ultimately end up from clones to stormtroopers. But I mean, they uh, got they got to pay all those stormtroopers uh, pensions, <laughs> as we see in Andor that they have vaults of funds. And ultimately, right? That's the that's the concern. There is the clones and what happens to them as they. I've heard rumblings that their age, their sped up aging process only happens in those first years, so that they go from. Uh, babies to kids to teens to uh, fighting adults quickly but then once they get to uh, fighting adult age or whatever you want to say it doesn't it doesn't keep doubling or or it slows down or it's back to normal or something to some extent there ha i don't think it's ever been discussed in anything we've watched or seen but a lot of speculation to to some point yeah you wouldn't want to get a, a soldier created and he only lasts like five years <laughs> you know no you want yeah. him to last a bit <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you want them to get them up to speed and up to fighting age quick and then have them around, have them around for as long as you can. Th these episodes also gave us Kaminoans. Like, for the life of me, I would lose that trivia contest in a heartbeat. I don't remember which Kaminoan we got or, or what role they play. I'm going to be speciesist that they all very look very much alike. But I was surprised, not surprised, but it was that they've kept a couple of the Kaminoans around that there was one in Coruscant that they went to talk to. Yeah. And and it just seems an odd play to have them around that knows what happened to not that anybody Ross, might believe uh, them, but I do know their names. It's um Nala Say, Lama Sue, and the one that stays on Coruscant is how is Hallie Burton, which always catches my attention. <laughs> really? That's the what's yeah. one of the names? I would have lost that bet too. Hallie Did Burton. they show them on this episode? Were they on? Yeah, the, they're, they're in Coruscant because they they run around with, oh geez, what's her name? Omega on Coruscant, which seemed yeah. odd yeah, to have her running very around. Strange, yes. You know, it was like, I was thinking well, nobody's nobody's questioning this senator just going around with a random kid, uh, bring your kid to work day sort of thing. Um, it was an odd bit. No, odd bit. I mean, yeah, a whole different species. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, exactly. It's nobody, Where nobody's. Did it yeah. come from? And it seemed like I got a little bit confused because I thought um, uh, the, that Kiminoan, Kiminoan um sort of instantly recognized Omega. That's what I thought when she first looked, she could, that she could tell that she was a clone. But then that wasn't on the conversation that happened immediately afterwards. It didn't seem to be that was quite the case. Unless she was doing that double bluff thing. Um, she was some sort of like treasurer, wasn't she? Or... or she, I think she'd always, mostly always been that communia, communia, uh, always been on a course and doing some. Oh, uh, maybe that's why I don't recognize her. But right, has she always been on? Have they always been on course? Huh? Yeah, I think she's. Yeah. Well, she's got an earring. That's how you tell her apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this had them going. They they retrieved the plans, or they retrieved the video. I don't know why there'd be a video of the destruction of the Kaminoan city, but. 
somebody either saved out there or, you know, it was part of the ship's log that hadn't been erased. I don't know why Rampart wouldn't erase it, but the storytelling is storytelling. He needed to not erase it so they could find it and use it as evidence. But hmm. they, they were just very exciting episodes. Um, it was all part of Palpatine's plan. Very, and I don't think so this time. He got, he got, uh, he found a way to make it work out for sure I mean, in terms of point, throwing Rampart under the bus. But at some point before this, he must have found out what was going on. So you kind of wonder at what point he managed to find out what was going on to know that he could come in right at the last minute and turn yeah. it to his advantage. Well, I had thoughts about that. If if he's Jedi like Sith, like you know, and always always in in motion, the future is whatever. But, but if he sees flashes of of things and he sees, you know, has premonitions, let's say, in the force of, of what might be coming, he can then start to plan for those should they actually come to fruition. Or, you know, if, if, if something comes to a head like that, he's like, all right, well, here's what we might have to do. You know, it, it doesn't come. I guess that part, crystal ball that he looks into. Yeah, Rampart and the video and everything wasn't a complete and total surprise. If he is truly as powerful with the force as he's supposed to be, even the dark mm-hmm. side, he's seeing some, he might not see it crystal clearly or he would have planned better or dealt with it better, but it's not catching him completely off guard that he's had some opportunity to give some thought as to how he might handle it should it come to light or should it be get out there in some way, shape or form in the deft way that he does in terms of uh, coming to the Senate and discussing it and ultimately throwing Rampart under the bus. So was, um, I'm trying to remember some of the speech. Was some of the um, the pros of passing this defense recruitment bill into law thing, was that because you can't, the clones can't be trusted sort of thing? Is that kind of thing? That you mean to- Tucci's bill? Yeah, I mean, was was I mean the whole idea of having a defense recruitment, the idea of getting uh, human yeah, citizens into that was that because they're saying that the, uh, the was it the clones why were too expensive, the clones becoming they can't trust really the clones. Um, yeah, which, I think it was that they're trying to make it seem like they were like being dysfunctional, you know. Well, it's, it's stable. Um, <laughs> another point to, to um, Ron's point about um, about Palpatine and and things like that. Uh, being a, t- a totalitarian dictator, he's going to have eyes and ears everywhere. Mm. Think about that. So he he knows what's going on, even even when people think that he doesn't. True. I'm just wondering because it's the same, but the the bill thing because they're talking about if it was the, that the clones can't be trusted, you just got a, a great commander who just can't be trusted, who is not a clone, who just. Well, I think uh, that was the thing. Like, order the whole they can get the clones to pretty much do whatever they want. So if you have somebody that's corrupted, then they'll have like their whole army that can be corrupted too. You know, because they're compl- so complacent. Yeah, true, so. but the clones just won them the freaking war. I didn't. They mention something about how like uh, a regular construct um, soldier would have like questioned the orders or something like that. I I find that a bit. Of, yeah, a fake and unconvincing, as um, some somebody would say. Uh, I thought maybe both can just be just as bad as each other. There's pros and cons to both sides, aren't there? I mean, say that you've got a clone who's programmed to to do to obey, and then you've got people who are um, convinced and uh, honed to obey an order. I mean, there's there's, there's in, in any way you would think that it'd be the the non clones that are actually more fanable than the uh, the clones. But yeah, it was a bit, I think it's fine a bit of a week. But uh, in terms of saying, well, they got everybody riled up and then they pointed fingers. And then yeah, like, okay, so yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what they did. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. So moving along, moving along. 
Uh, well, to... I like to the how they end. The the one or they ultimately. Oh, end oh so we've got to mention the echo left. Echo yeah, leaves. that echo left. That's that's kind of a big deal. Um, uh, ramifications for the show, obviously ramifications for Omega. We find that in the next episode, she takes that kind of hard or whatever. But that's a big deal. Uh, I was kind of surprised at that for for sure to to, mm. to see him say that. Obviously, there's going to be some more story, or maybe he doesn't come back. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm very lo- much looking forward to see how that plays out. Uh, w- where that, you know, the, are they trying to get back to the core bad batch? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't think we know there's another season, but we also don't know that this is the last season. I don't think they would do that to us at the end and just say no more. So I don't know. Do we know? I think Echo just wants to like help other clones away. Like Rex didn't give up on him and he, you know, saved him. True. Yeah. 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 Echo has harped on about that for quite a while now, isn't he? About doing them doing more. Yeah. Um, So it makes sense. I mean, all they have been doing so far was just like treasure hunting and working for, you know, what's her face and, Sid. Yeah, Sid. And like, yeah, yeah, he wants to make a Cl- difference. Yeah, you're right. He wants to make a difference. And he sees that in this episode um, with uh, Sip getting killed. Yeah, or, um, yeah so that's what it was. that's what his motivation was. Like, Hunter just wants to, like, you know, find some corner of the galaxy and not be bothered anymore. You know, he wants to actually be I'm proactive. Gonna say, I'm going to, if I'm going to stick a finger at for anything that has disappointed me slightly uh, in the Bad Batch, it is Hunter. Who doesn't really seem to have? He is he, like the lead, so-called leader, but without being the leader, because basically every else makes decisions for him. We really need. A, He's kind a of hunter, checked out. We need a hunter-centric centric episode, don't we, to build his character up a little bit. He just seems to be somebody who just doesn't really. He he is he, he's on the piece of paper as in charge of the Bad Batch, but in fact mm. he's not. I don't think he's made one decision for for the team for for a long time now doesn't really seem to order anybody about so it's a little bit disappointing i'm just a little bit disappointed in his character isn't really developed and i I like to see a a a a hunter episode that sort of um sort of i mean he lost crosshair and then yeah he almost got killed and you know so he's i think he's just kind of trying to work through some things yeah sitting on the side for a bit that kind of seems like the point man doesn't he yeah yeah. Mm. Yeah. Stephen, you asked about um, Rampart's bill or whatever you want to say, whatever. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm seeming to recall the the thinking about that that because the cloning facilities were destroyed by the storm from Rampart's story or whatever, they needed to do the conscripts that they couldn't. You know, they were still vulnerable to attack. There were still insurgencies happening. The Republic needed protection, blah blah blah, or the Empire, whatever. That that they couldn't do clones anymore because the storm wiped out the cloning facility. So we had to create the conscripts or, you know, had to create, you know, that works for the public, for the in-universe public as to what's going on. It does not work for us as fans in terms of why go from, why destroy the facility to get away from clones. You had that, but Mm -hmm. for how they were explaining the proposal of the bill, it was the, the clone facilities gone. So let's propose a way to create our own, army or have the have the conscripts but then he also clones called out because they have say again the clones have seen too much they keep questioning everything and well they're starting to to figure out like why did we do it or 66 i mean they're not telling the in-universe population that aspect of it right right. well because they're kind of keeping them away from everybody you know they're all stuck on that that putting putting conscripts um you know like putting the the human population of the empire 
into it rather than the clones kind of gives them skip kind of gives the citizens of the empire skin in the game kind of yeah thing. you get some true yeah. believers in there they'll work like a hundred times better than some clones that you program you know that you program to work so you know that that works really to their advantage to have these people that that you can turn into true believers i mean the clones yeah they're true believers but um just how far can you take that yeah and that's palp's ultimate you know it's part of palp's Plan because he ultimately gives gives the order or somehow not maybe directly but he gives the order to destroy Camino and I remember with the destruction of the Kaminoan city I should say not Camino but um, tapioca or whatever it's called Topoca Topoca City <laughs> it's not tapioca but that's what I always <laughs> think of Topoca City um, I remember when this happened that there were clones on the bridge. Yep. giving orders to fire and, and not challenging those orders and just remember being conflicted with watching that because we saw fives and we saw other clones you know like no defend their home planet their their home their home their home and here these clones are following orders so there's something to ultimately palps pulling of the strings to say rampart did it and he had help he had clones that blindly followed his orders, much to what Ricky's saying, that they conspired to to inflict all this damage or whatever that we we you know what we realized there's something we gotta get rid of the clones. We need so that that's how they're explaining it in universe to some extent of yeah. the clones. Like Ricky said, has seen too much and know too much, challenging orders, um, infl inflicting all this damage on a camera, you know, working with Rampart, this sort of thing or whatever, that we're going to get away from them and go to something else. I don't know why they would think conscripts wouldn't work. Any but like you say, conscripts might have a, a more of a belief system than programmed clones. They could yeah. be brainwashed to truly buy into it. Yeah, well, really powerful It's like on Solo, like, um, you know, when he they're doing their recruitment stuff, like, oh, join the Empire and fight the good fight and, you know, go have a life and get to see planets and do all that. You know, it's a it's a dream they're selling to people. Yeah, touche. Yeah. A, a job. Even Luke to wanted to join the Empire. Something to do. Something to get, get you off the crummy planet. True. So, yeah, okay. very, very powerful, powerful episodes for sure. Moving on, moving on. We get to the uh, the the mines double mining double bill, which wasn't really a two parter, but it was a continuation of the story. So, episode nine was the crossing, episode ten was retrieval. Uh, so, in the first one, we have Sid sends the bad batch to extract some ipsium mineral from a mine she recently purchased. But during the expedition, their ship is stolen. Forced to trek towards the spaceport, they are buried inside another mine. When the recovered Ipsian is detonated by a lightning storm. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember that bit. Yeah, it's where they the where they've written it. There was a storm that came on it, and then it struck the lightning and they ended up being stuck in that due to a rock fall. But the way this is written here, it doesn't quite spell that one out. Anyhow, Alan troubled Deenan with the recent sudden turnabouts. Uh, Omega discovers an Ipsian vein, but while trying to harvest it, she and Tech get separated from the others and have a talk, have a talk about adapting to changes in life. They find an alternative way out. They find the spaceport. Hey, this is really badly written on Wikipedia. So I would think I need to get on here and start uh, editing it. So they find an alternative. I remember this now. They get caught in the wet water, taken down to this extra cave. Um, they find their way out for the wall using the Ipsin they just found. And then they go off to the nearest uh, uh, sort of settlement, which has been abandoned. Uh, but from that settlement, they managed to rig up some sort of uh, aerial and antenna and stuff. And they managed to contact Sid. Who agrees to pick him up in a couple of days? 
Um, so then it takes us to episode 10, where they, uh, they find out that the Marauder, their ship, is taken by a, a, it's a thief. It's actually named Binny. Binny. Anyway, it's, the owner, Mocco, is basically um, running a, uh, a labour camp and all sorts and uh, stripping down the, the parts, to, well, the ship for parts to sell. They manage to track down the Marauder and the Bad Batch infiltrate uh, Mocco's mining base and coerce, just coerce the young boy into guiding them. I suppose they did. But Benny is trying to gain Mocco's favour, um, trying to betray the Bad Batch, but just before it being captured, Mega discovers that Mocco has been exploiting these workers for his own profit. Who guessed? Uh, with this revelation, Benny and all the comrades turn against Mocco, who falls to his death, um, and the Bad Batch restore the ship and leave the planet. Well, they've really simplified that episode, haven't they? I'll tell you what, that's probably the worst summary I've ever read of an episode <laughs> from Wikipedia. I always feel like getting on there and typing around it. So, that was it. The mining episode, down the mine, Ipsium, things blowing up, spaceport, ship gets stolen, ships get back. Here we go. Mocco is a bad... I'm not sure how Mocco... Oh, Mocco, there's joys, didn't they? At those... Um, Joyous sort of uh, children things. So that was that episode. It was two episodes, right? It was two episodes. Lord. Yeah. I kept calling Mako Moko, and uh, Ricky will understand that. I was thinking about Moko. I was thinking about Johnny Moko. Michael Jackson. Moko. Moko in Spanish. Booger. This doesn't, none of this episode really develops the overall plot, which is what most people might be saying, apart from we get a little bit of a uh, a reason for to distrust Sid. Um, well, some... And then you got the stuff with Omega in the first episode that was, uh, you know, her lamenting about Echo being gone. And yes. You know, she yeah. got a little obsessive with trying to get the Ipsium and all that stuff. And yeah, it's another Sid leaving them hanging out to dry kind of, kind of thing. Because then they ask for help and then she's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't nod off her. She just says it's going to take a while. And they're like, no, we need yeah. help now. It was almost a bit like uh, from, uh, was it The Last Jedi or Avenge the Sith, where you suddenly they call up somebody, it's like Maz Kanata, and she's like, I'm busy at the moment fighting pirates. Can't come at the moment to help you. <laughs> it was a bit like that. I was like getting some flashbacks to the, to the sequel trilogy there. Yeah, the second part of this pair of episodes was very Oliver Twisty. Me. Yes. Yeah. No. Very much. I agree that it was. It was a modern. It was to get the modern generation of the new. This generation, uh, their share of Oliver Twist storytelling, uh, for sure. Um, clearly, I mean, it was very evident that it was that it had that as its. Uh, Let's see. Now, now they have allies there on that planet. So whatever yes. that Ipsium is that fuel or what is that well, used for? Both in it. It's quite explosive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's another, yeah, it's another thing, another resource. But yeah, the kid um, that they befriend that stole their ship or whatever, he ultimately Benny? says, yeah, I'm a good thief or I'm good at it. And he, and he says, if you ever need help or something like that, they, they, they clearly set it up that, like you said, they now have allies Man. should they need. Man, those kids are so hungry. Yeah, they, uh, they definitely showcased the did well to showcase the Mako's uh, gluttonous uh, aspect of having everything, and then the kids are off their scraps. It was like seven off a Hanna Barber um, cartoon episode, wasn't it? Him there, a little bit, yeah. Set, literally just eating one thing to the next thing. I was like, come on, nobody could do that anyway. Um, but yeah, that's quite uh, quite amusing. It was powerful. I mean, it did have a good moment between Omega and um, Tech, and Tech mm. sort of. Um, 
his autistic his focus yeah his 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 just his his mind is 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 on the information presented in front of him that is the echo left i know why he left you know why aren't you upset type of questioning and then it's just it 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 affects him or it it bothers him but it affects him differently and well he says just because i don't show it doesn't mean yeah exactly that's that's what i'm trying to think of tricky yeah that quote you know it's 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 definitely bothering him he just he doesn't show it like others it's not as outward as as some or whatever and and that's a decent lesson in real world that just because somebody's not necessarily outwardly showing i'm guilty of that you know outwardly showing something or whatever of something that just changed it doesn't mean they're not feeling it just everybody processes it handles it um deals with it outwardly you know just it's all it's all handled differently by everybody but shouldn't necessarily assume that they don't so there was a good moment between rex or yeah between rex between tech and omega in this in this quote-unquote filler episode um filler from the grand overall scheme or whatever what it does like we said they're going to find resources they now have allies we see some character growth between the employee between the employees between the characters and we see fantastic visuals i mean those episodes are gorgeous you go back and look at them that dust cloud and animation that dust cloud lightning storm thing that that comes rolls up on them and just the stuff they were you know We've said that often about Bad Batch, but these episodes are, for animation, just gorgeous. Really, really well done. You have to look at them in that sense the next time you watch them. I keep saying that about this season, that it's really, really beautifully done. I did, I oh, the lighting like, in dark areas? Yeah, right? Yeah, it's beautifully done. Like the, um, I'll, I'll have a bit more to say about that in a minute, but um, I, I always thought that this season looks so much better even than season one, and season one was pretty great. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. I have to agree with absolutely gorgeous colors and uh, and scenery and uh, and not to say it's it's not quite like um, Rebels, which was kind of a little bit bland in places. There was a lot going on in the background to compare to what's going on in the foreground, but this has got a lot of uh, there's a lot of detail and uh, everywhere. Yeah, the art yeah. direction superb. I don't know. I I I have to look closer at who's like on the production team, but yeah, the art direction is absolutely amazing and the, the storytelling is fun too because this they there's a, a smokestack i don't know what it was but there was something that was popping off every 60 seconds or whatever and it and it you know it legit popped off every 60 seconds the the, the, the you know it gave that sense of of timing and gave that sense of of peril to to echo or um hunter down down in there and having to deal with a droid they weren't expecting to see or whatever that uh, it was just neat that they they went that route and 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 truly um, had it be you know a real time sixty seconds I guess and 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 we the, the beauty of these episodes is we find out Gonky's got an air tag right because <laughs> isn't this the episode where Omega's like oh, wait yeah. we can track if he's around we can track Gonky somehow I don't know why Tech doesn't think of this but obviously storytelling next episode and all that kind of stuff whatever but yeah we mm-hmm. ultimately now know that you know Gonky's a player in all this because he's he's got an air tag of some sort we can track his I don't even remember what they said his radio signature his power signature they came up with something that they could track and sure enough jacked into the local cell tower or whatever was out in the desert and was able to find him however she found him and realized the ship's still on I mean, it was you know it is what gonky gonky kind of like the side downward he didn't really put up much of a fight did he yeah really cool he should, I mean, battery. He would, you gotta protect should, the droid ship better. he should have been devising a plan or something um, oh. trying to do something 
that gets about to the ship. Hi. Yeah, that gets to the ship. Doesn't have a lock. Uh, they left it open. How does the how does obviously a thief's going to know how to hotwire a ship to start? They should at least have a fob, shouldn't they? Just, they walk up and get some locks. And they parked it around the corner. It's 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 Rogue was, One all over again where they park. Thing to 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 click the lock. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. Yeah, I, mean, I did think at the time. I thought, why has nobody stolen a ship their ship before? It's that easy. And you just got to walk in there and, and fly off. But granted, he's a Oliver Twist kid, so he's a bit of a you know knows knows how to boost a, a yeah. ship. Let's say oh, he's gonna he's gonna have some skills. It wasn't just some random Yahoo crime of opportunity. He knew exactly what he was doing in terms of having to boost yeah. the ship. But why they parked it around the corner is on them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was um, Wrecker. He was on lookout. He was on lookout and uh, noticed nothing about. Uh, why you put the guy with the gimpy eye, uh, you know, on lookout? <laughs> <a bit of laughs> it. so, and around the corner, they still parked the shit around the corner. He was on lookout yeah. as well. Uh, right. Just bizarre, absolute bizarre. How does it end? They get the ship back. They get all the parts back. Yeah, I mean, it's one, just... of those, one of those classic eighteen things, isn't it? The ship's almost like taken to part, and then they all put it all back together again at the end, and uh, and off they go. <laughs> yeah, there was a good scene where where they're getting caught. The, the clones are getting caught by the Oliver Twist kids or whatever. And they're like, yeah, 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 no, it, it, it's okay. Um, Mako sent us or whatever. Just yep. having their fun with, with you know, getting caught and, 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 and having the smarts, I guess, having having the wherewithal to sort of, no, 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 don't worry about it. He sent us. We're supposed to be here. It's like anything. Act like you're supposed to be there. You can get away with a lot. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> entertaining episodes i i've heard chatter of like, oh i just want the meat and potato ones the 16 episode series you know it could be pared down to eight they're yeah they're entertaining uh, i'm all for more star wars i don't need everything to be you know i like yeah. it to be i love like it to be. I love 16 episodes of content or um yeah. mythos expanding uh, content, documentaries but, here. <laughs> but I, I don't i don't i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to not have this um yeah. Just because it's not necessary, you know, or just it, it's not doing anything. So why do we have it? Oh, because it's entertaining. It's fun to watch. Uh, and kids like you. Yeah. yeah. Big the kid adults like it, too. The kiddles. The kiddles. The kids That's what it's kiddles. Thank you. <laughs> oh, great. So now, now we get back into the meat of meat of things, right? Because that was those two. And then the next two are. Yeah. Kind of, well, yeah. Yeah. We've gone right there. So brings us up to episode 11, which was uh, Metamorphosis, which, uh, as I summarized uh, online, is somehow the Sinner Beast has returned. That's so <laughs> weird. Because yeah. I tweeted like three mm. weeks ago about like, or like oh, two weeks before this episode aired, I'm like, whatever happened to Zilla Beast? Did they ever explain it? Just because it was in my head. And then this episode came out. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so that happened. Yes. So we get uh, Dr. Royce Hemlock. Great name. Fantastic. Travels to an imperial vicinity on Mount Tantis to meet Nana C. Nana C? Nana C? Yep. Nana says, say. Uh, He tries to persuade her into taking part in the Emperor's cloning projects, but she refuses. Meanwhile, a cohort transport bound for Mount Tantis ends up stranded, and Sid decides the Bad Batch to recover its cargo. While exploring the wreck, they discover that the cargo is an immature Zillo beast. So they secretly cloned away from Camino to serve as a living armament resource. An Imperial strike force is sent to recover the beast and capture all nearby witnesses, forcing the Bad Batch to retreat. Shortly after, 
Lama Su is brought to Mount Tantis to persuade Nana Si to cooperate. He divulges Amiga's assistance to Dr. Hemlock in return for his freedom. I can't believe for the life of me that he's going to get his freedom at the end of this one, but <laughs> he might fall for that one. So it's the Zillow Beast episode. I don't think we knew we that, though. That use. was exciting. It what was... was he going to use the Zillow Beast for originally? It was because the armor, right? Because armor plating on it yeah. is like weapons grade and can be used yeah. as something. I don't know. I don't remember. When we that. saw that episode, or those, I think it was two episodes, some, what, 13 years ago? They yeah. were they were a long time ago, That right? There was something to the Zillow Beast. The a filler too, Ron. <laughs> the um, yeah, right. The 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 laser, you know, wouldn't penetrate it. I forget how yeah. they ultimately tamed the beast. They found but something was, that, that uh, could. It was Anakin found a way to get uh, found a shot that got under the armor of it. Yeah, some mm. some other type of something or whatever. That but then yeah, Palps goes to learn. You know, we all speculated at the time, is my recollection that they talked about how the that thing can't be affected by blasters or whatever. And Palps is like, well, let's clone her to keep it kind of thing was that he was going to create something, use it in some way, shape or form, hmm. well, which is weird because for Stormtrooper armor. Yeah, which is weird <laughs> because we ultimately know we all know the um, move into the future aspect and nothing ever got that sort of capability. So that no. was that you throw was a rocket, a Stormtrooper sure. and it'll fall over. <laughs> yeah, but the. The young Zilla Beast, if you will, I, 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 I didn't know it was the Zilla. I'm wondering if anybody recognized, you know, I don't know why we would have. I don't think we ever saw an immature one before right. that, that it was just an interesting beast somewhere yeah, in like watching the episode. Aspect. Yeah. Somewhere in watching the episode, I did have a thought of, I wonder, you know, if this is going to be related to the Zilla Beast in some fashion or whatever, but no, no, no great revelation. It was just a speculative thing, much like Ricky's tweet of, of the, you know, we've got that loose when, end out there. When I know. saw the electricity thing and it was eating, I'm like, oh, is that Zilla Beast? Is that what they look like? That would pop up in my head. I can't wait to see some cosplay in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's got to be somebody. I, 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 if that, then I want to see somebody come to the, um, the celebrations cosplay as a Zilla Beast. Zillow Beast. <laughs> the or young yeah you could put the you could put your youngling in the small and in, in the immature co- immature uh, Zillow costume and you could walk around in the big crazy one. Um, the, the, I'm not much of a gamer, but I think that clone trooper that oh uh, Republic Commando yeah, yeah. that that we've yeah, seen yeah. we've seen that say, something that right different, that's a different they're sort of like lit up sort of uh, yeah. upside down yeah. T shaped um, mm. thing wasn't it yeah, yeah that Republic was, Commando that's because how can you see through that. They, was, what was the idea between that? It, was it a light on the front? I mean, was that like light so you can see where you go? Is that just a light to look cool? Or well, it's clearly just a light to look cool. <laughs> what yeah. its function was, don't know. Didn't play the game, but yeah, you can. You, if you could imagine wearing a helmet and having that, it's not going to be helpful. But if it's a heads-up display type of thing or showing you, giving you atmosphere, you know, it's a heads-up display type of thing is what it has to be uh, of some sort. But it's much like Mando or anything with those helmets. You can't see, I don't know how you can see anything out of them. But it was cool to have that bit of a throwback or, or a, not a throwback, but a nod to to that um, character design and a use for it, that they've canonized it, I guess, let's say, right? The game's kind of canon, but aren't, so that they've canonized it have him have them finding this thing um 
because wait, there was one left, but then when they get on the planet where they were keeping Nala, say there, there were a bunch more there, and I think there were a bunch more when they landed on the planet, right? That um, the villagers, they were like, how many of the villagers saw the okay. thing or whatever? You know, the cap or they were going to deal with all of them to keep them quiet. You know, wonderfully mythos building episode again in terms of we don't know where it's going, but to have the creepy doctor dude, I think it was creepy, it, keeping the camp. What was his name? Hemlock. Hemlock. What was his first name? You said it. Royce. 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 Yeah, Royce. But keeping keeping the Kaminoan captive, and they've obviously found a way because he wanted he knew what that thing was, so he wanted it because they said go retrieve the asset. They sent another ship, and they had a beam that was able to neutralize it or or paralyze it or put it to sleep or whatever. They shot it a couple times. So was this one Um, the one where he's like, do you know? Uh, the emperor's plan and she's like oh i'm well aware of what he's planning on doing you know well, you think that was like pertaining to the zilla beast or to something else because i assumed grogu you know like trying to clone a jedi that's what he's been trying to do yes there there is dialogue to that effect um and and, and the camera like, he's say, never yeah, gonna be able to do it you know yeah, that he, of, of what his plans are something she does sort of acknowledge that he's she was well aware of what I take it as she's well aware of his um, intentions, his planned intentions. I don't take it as she's well aware of his exact specific. I'm trying yeah. to clone uh, Jedi or people strong in the force, so I can do whatever, whatever. She's just well of his intentions to use cloning in a different purpose mm. as a way to maybe keep. You know, I don't even think she might know that as a way to keep him alive or to clone himself or clone for a kid or whatever it was that becomes raised parent, raised dad. That spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't read that book that that i don't know that she knows the particulars but just knows he has different plans on cloning that's not creating an army or creating a, a thing he's trying to create a loop he's trying to create a loop yeah a fa- but just a fantastic episode with with regards to ramifications and some some story about it because this isn't right this the Zillow Beast still exists, perhaps. It could be dead in terms of timeline. We don't know how long it Did they lives. kill the first one? No, he kept he they kept wanted it, right? to. Yeah. I my recollection is is they kind of wanted to destroy it, hmm. but Palp said, No, 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 we're gonna keep it we're gonna take it over here and keep yeah. it safe. And that was left that's what left it open ended in terms of it could come back alive and destroy course. It could do something. So Our that cool. Zillow Beast still exists, and this is merely a clone of it. I mm-hmm. thought I'd read somewhere when I was reading about reviews of this that it did die, but he took the DNA copy of it and he took DNA strands from it to make a kind of it. I have to have a look and look. I think it died on screen. You think we saw it die yeah, in the episode? I have to go back sure. and watch. I, I kind of remember. remember. I'll there read was about like... it. You talking? I'll see if I can find. Yeah, it. I, I kind of like they were remember. like arguing about what to do with it. So like, you can't hurt him. He's a creature, and then you know. Yeah, I thought they wanted to kill it because they just keeping it reined in was going to be too problematic. But Palps ultimately, at the end, whether he says it in front of everybody or he says it to the person that would take his orders, was like, yeah, take ah, that thing to my right. layer or something like so that. So at the end of the Clone Wars episode, it just says there's no base, uh, there's no beast. Confused and pain and dying, finally succumbs to the poisons. They poison him and falls from the roof of the Senate to its death um, below. And then the next morning, the body of the Senate base is carted away. Anakin laments that it was sacrificed for their mistake, mistakes. Palpatine promises everyone that he makes sure the sacrifice was not in vain. As he and the Jedi part ways, Palpatine gives new orders to Dr. Bol to clone the Sinnoh beast. 
Ah, okay, so Zillow Beast is dead, right. and and long live the Zillow Beast, or however that goes. And, <laughs> I'm the and this is a this is a this is truly the uh, only other Zillow Beast because that original Zillow Beast did die in those episodes. Thank you, Stephen. Yep. What did he do with the scales on the other one? Did he make a ship out of it or uh, food? He certainly didn't. Uh, no, you know the plating. You couldn't go. He certainly didn't put it on the Death Star. <laughs> huh. That's good. Well, he didn't they cloned that. Didn't need to. Yeah, because wonder if they armor. Hmm. wonder if they knew about its electrical consumption makes it grow. Mm. They did have it confined because they did say the ship was reinforced. Um, you know, the whatever was on the ship wasn't um, wasn't human. wasn't wasn't You know, there's, there's something else was going on on the ship because the walls were reinforced, or they noticed it. Right, so they were just transporting it. So I wonder what went wrong for it to escape. Um, is a is a southern to oh, right? Did it grow? Did it get out of hand, and they couldn't control it, or does the ship befall like an alien? So, you know, it gets hit by an asteroid, or something happens to the ship that causes problems that then reduces power to the containment system, a Jurassic Park type of thing, and the thing gets loose and then causes all sorts of havoc. Because yeah, this is the episode we see. It starts out with the ship dead in space and there's like a debris cloud all around it um you know like like something happened to the ship not necessarily attacked but you can tell something happened to it from the inside that there was this debris all i did wonder how the ship though landed crash landed on whatever planet it crash landed on without any sort of burning up an atmosphere aspect but that's Star Wars oh, universe. Know. We don't have that. Technical. Although we did have that. We did have that. No, I am going to get technical because we had <laughs> that. We are flying half a ship, Master. You know, they yeah. did have the fire um, ships come out and try to put them out. There, that ship so was already was on fire when it went in atmosphere. <laughs> no, touche, touche. Right. But no, I think they show it. I think they show it. George showed it sort of burning up an atmosphere to some extent. Yeah, but anyway. after they um the the ship basically got severed. It didn't. It wasn't on fire until it it hit atmosphere. Yeah. Anyway, this planet's different. Well, whatever needs to happen in terms of ships, there's and fire things, in space. So. Yeah, things don't um, <laughs> things don't the, burn up. This, which was tantalizing to me, being that I'm reading the Zon series right now, and Mount Tantus plays a very big role in the whole cloning thing in uh heir to the empire and all of that so um that was one of the things that really caught my attention when they said mount cantus i was yeah, like did I, they say that i'm i'm under the impression that that is a big deal that um they they canonized mount Tantus. it's going to have different dealings okay. or whatever but they did they have canonized something that was out there so yeah. interesting that was in the zon the original zon novels yeah i believe the planet it was on was originally called wayland and this one is now just called tantus but Anyway, uh, that was one of those things that I was like, "Hey, I'm reading the Zon." It's called Wayland. Like that's the made aliens. Yeah, that's aliens. Is, that's the company. <laughs> is Tantus also where we saw where we had our first run in with? One. Yeah, with where they captured Hunter or whatever. They left Hunter, and and there were there was another clone there. It was Cody, was it? it was it Cody that was Cody. training stormtroopers? And no, was that is somebody this was also? training? Yeah, that's the is same that, place. Yeah, same place. Okay, cool. It was like the finale they showed it or something. Yeah. Right? It was like a big mountain. Yeah, yeah. It was a brief, brief yeah. introduction to it, but we were there. And like I said earlier, the artwork for especially for like the where the the planet is, the Tantus is 
um, was stunning. Again, I get, um, it was like the first episode of the season where I got like um, Miyazaki vibes off the artwork for some reason. Oh, when they were like on the beach and stuff? Yeah, when they were on the beach and stuff. But um, this one, I, when they show Mount Tantus, I was like, how oh, that looks like something out of a Miyazaki film. Again, it was just one of those things. Does that thing look different to you? <laughs> just thinking of the episode as the things eating the electricity, growing and changing, whatever. It was a very dark episode, too. I always, always worry about people that go on and on about Solo being dark, whatever. That was, yeah, I kept seeing that. Very, like, well, dark solo. Like... And if you, have your, <laughs> yeah. if you have your TV oh, dialed yeah. in, it's gorgeous. You know, it's not dark. Yeah, I didn't notice any darkness or anything. Um, it was dark in other ways, because we've got those uh, citizens of that planet all cast away at the end, probably never to be seen again. So, I did yeah. Find, yeah, I did find it interesting. The the villagers, the citizens, that is not a very, or what do I want to say? That, that is a very diverse planet. Because if you go back and look at that, it's every alien character design they've ever created in in, in the Bad Batch. There were all types there. That you know, it's a planet full of refugees or mm. people trying to escape oppression or just escaping thing. It is not a it is not a Zygerian planet or something like that where it's all the same species. There were all kinds of people in that in that crowd village crowd where they're where they're yeah they're taking them away. I'm not sure what they're thinking, what they're worried about the villagers knowing. All they've seen is this great big beast and the Empire come and uh, sort of capture it. And Take it away, it. yeah. Maybe I mean, there's not really that many of those Zillow beasts around or something and people are like, wait, where did this come from? Yeah, that's what it's going to be, right? That you don't want, they think they killed the, the one, don't know of any other and don't want it out there that another that's one exists or another one has been, another one. has been seen. Well, I don't know. I, I know what the, chance, the chances are low, I would think, of it of, of leaving the villages there, of anything bad coming off it. But uh, I suppose they're not going to take any chances, are they? No. Just take them, just take them away. Off to uh, make parts for the uh, Death Star. Yeah, you can use, use them in that. You know, it's easier to do that and then have it get out for sure. A small little uninhabited planet with just the one village. Well, it's kind of neat seeing once the Zillow Beast got full size. I think we already knew it was the Zillow Beast because Hunter or Tech or somebody said, I think Tech says yeah. to Hunter, this is the thing um, that attacked Coruscant in the war years ago. So those of us that watch it knew exactly what the heck it was. But when the Zillow Beast hits the power coupling of the village or whatever the heck, and finally grows to full size or, let's say, more recognizable size, and they show it... I guess the guys were attacking it, but there was a silhouette version of the full-size Zillow beast, and it was just cool to see that. You know that that was confirmation that we yeah we were getting the full full full-on Zillow beast back in action, albeit brief as brief as it was this one episode. It's still cool that they tied up that loose thread, or they at least Mm. pulled that loose thread a little bit. They didn't tie it up, but they pulled on it a little bit to show it. Nothing's ever abandoned. (laughs) Touche. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just. Left for a little bit, for a minute or two, and then they touch back on it. <laughs> yeah, now the now they're cat or now they are, they're not known. Uh, the the bad batch were getting attacked by, so I don't think they knew who they were attacking. They just knew there was a ship there that they were trying to destroy. They got away. Mm-hmm. But no, no. Uh, so I'm conflating the two things. So yeah, there was a ship that got away that they want to tie up that loose end. But then the mean doctor Hemlock Royce Hemlock finds out about the clone girl from the other Kamino and then he had mm. brought on plan or whatever. So to me, there's, there's, you know, ultimately what, where this season's going to go or ha- can go or whatever. They're now going to get hunted because 
Hemlock wants this clone girl. He needs that leverage. You know, he's going to be very interested. And actually, I don't think Hemlock knows it was a clone. He just knows it was a young girl that that could be used as leverage. Right. He doesn't know. I don't think he knows she's a clone yet. But once he finds out, he's really going to be intrigued by her and the Bad Batch ultimately. Right. If he finds out that this is Clone Force 99 with all these special powers and he's some sort of cloning doctor, you know, trying to learn or whatever, he's going to be really intrigued to send out all the resources to 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 capture the Bad Batch. And that might be where Echo, I'm going to speculate, that's going to be where Echo and Rex come into play to save him or something at the end. Give us a season three. I'm all for it. Let's go. <laughs> How did this one and then end? have uh, Dr. Pershing show up on, on there. <laughs> well, Get a little back well, towards. Yes. Right. Well, we've got uh, one more. One uh, more. So to go, one more to go. Well, well, we've got actually, actually, we've got four more to go in the series. But we've got one more to discuss here, uh, which was episode 12, The Outpost. So it's another Crosshair one. And Crosshair is assigned to Lieutenant Nolan, no relation to Nolan sisters, and travels to a remote Imperial outpost on Barton 4 under the command of a clone named Mayday. I wonder where he got his name from. That'd be, um, the, the outpost is attacked and two cargo crates containing classified cargo are stolen. Nolan orders Crosshair and Mayday to recover the cargo. The two clones eliminate the thieves and find the cargo, which is Stormtrooper armor. But an avalanche fatally injures Mayday and buries the cargo. Crosshair carries Mayday back to the outpost, but Nolan chastises them for their failure and refuses to apply the medic for Mayday, who succumbs to his injuries, but mere seconds later. Fed up with Nolan's arrogance and disrespect of clones, Crosshair kills Nolan before losing consciousness. Later, he wakes up in an Imperial operating chamber, where a Miri car orders him to cooperate with her if he wants to survive. Dum, dum, dum. So I wonder where clone, I wonder where Mayday, I wonder that's why Mayday is actually assigned to this remote Imperial outpost, because if you've got that nickname Mayday from where it seems like he got it from, that's probably why he's all the way out there. Didn't we have another uh, one that was like, it wasn't Roger Roger, it was it was Wilco. Well, so, we've, yeah. we've had a couple of clones that have been weird, you know, though, what do you want to say? Those military term type names or whatever that now we got, uh, we had Wilco, Mayday, just got to come up with some sort of, some sort of name. <laughs> <laughs> the, the meme, the, the, the mean jerk Imperial, of course, they're all mean jerk Imperials. They're Imperials by nature. It's, it's, it's redundant. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have we seen that? character design before have we seen that alien you know is that an alien in the empire what what or is that just a weird looking human it's a human i'm pretty sure it's oh it human. is okay yeah he just it just got that obnoxious just, look. just got a got <laughs> look to him he's got a pedacious kind of like nazi face yeah and he, keeps, and he wears the helmet all day probably wears it to bed as well <laughs> There's a line in here where the the clones are like, well, you know, we're soldiers, not retirees or whatever, and and the, and the imperial person's just like, ah, you know that that um, placating, uh, I don't care uh, tone and voice. It's like, please direct all questions and concerns to the imperial information bureau or something like that. Or just because it was a, a telling way of how they just have such disdain for um the clones um and, you know yeah. they're, they're, they have no interest in trying to help them or work with them to 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 see them they're just a nuisance to, to some imperials yeah like they don't I, even they see them like a subhumans i know? like um 
like when you reach a, a number that's been disconnected or out of service. Yes. Yes. It sounded very mechanical. Yeah, that's what it was. It was very mechanical. Great episode. I did like that meeting. But we were on, they started out on somewhere. It looked familiar with all the clones, like where they attacked Ahsoka um, with all the stun bolts. I just, I just wonder where that, where they were with, uh, with all the clones, where, whatever they left from, whatever outpost they left from, where the dude's like, you're out of uniform. I'm like, well, he's out of uniform. What are you talking about? It was like, oh, he didn't have his helmet on. Had to make him put his helmet on. I mean, what a jerk face. <laughs> Waiting for Crosshair to cut him to the quick a little sooner than he did. Yeah. Why were the raiders? I mean, they don't know what they're stealing. They're just seeing an outpost, attacking it, and while you're there, you're going to raid and steal crates of whatever's there because it's obviously important because they're protecting it. But once you open up one of those crates and go, what is this? Well, you know, armor. Why are we? Why would they continue to attack or steal crates, you're hoping you get a different outcome? I guess finding something. You know, I just didn't quite understand why the raiders were stealing crates of stormtrooper armor but then i kind of went to the well maybe they don't realize what they're stealing at first but eventually mm. they'd be just like oh okay that's that's no fun i was, I was expecting a bit more of a, of a of a twist there um that maybe the, the the raiders were actually former clones or something like that but uh yeah i went that way almost, too, almost happened because oh they're even wearing clone armor clone armor and that kind of stuff I almost went there too. That yeah, maybe they were attacking their own or something. Didn't realize it at first, or didn't realize it at all, because they knew what was in there. But yeah, they were just they were a new design too, right? They weren't even Nicktoes or anything like that. They were just another a new batch of humanoid creatures that were can live on an ice planet. They can, they can always like try to sell it off, I guess, for food. Yeah, yeah, you need what? Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's valuable or something. Somebody. Or less armor that their their opponents have, then more vulnerable they are, you know. <laughs> and now they're just picking all, all those crates yeah. off and, and going off with them. Uh, you know, like why not they just say, don't bother going after those uh, thieves because we're just about to take everything and go now, thanks. Uh, but now he yeah. sends them off after them. Um, well, he was just trying to get rid of them the whole time. Well, I think he was because he didn't even send anybody out. To, uh, I know, I know no. the Empire. They all send them on this cruel. goose chase, and they they die yeah. in the cold. Yeah, the Empire are quite cool, but I think even they might have sent out some backup or um, some sort of something to go and check for them. Um, but it didn't bother, didn't even bother any of that. But uh, it was great for. I mean, the, the two crosshair centric episodes we've had this season have been brilliant, and it just you kind of think you, you don't know why you. And it, you would really care about Crosshair. He's, you know, it's really, it's really, hasn't got, seem like he's got a lot going for him. But uh, in this one, really played on the emotions. You know, I started feeling, you feel sorry for him. He's going to snap the whole time. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, wonder, is he go, are we going to get to the point where he, obviously, at some point, he's going to, uh, well, if he hasn't already, he's near the line of turning against his Imperial Overlords. Uh, and he's probably going to help the bad batch at some point, but is he going to end up back yeah. in the bad batch team? I don't don't know. Uh, that would be quite a surprise if it could happen. Say again, Murray. I said I think that that's, that that's what we're looking at actually. Yeah, so that tra- that pr- transition or that progression to that point. Yeah, maybe he's um, he's either going to take the place of Echo or 
or you know they're they're yeah. they're uniting they're getting the band back together yeah yeah i i took it that way that, that you got rid of echo and you're eventually going to bring crosshair back into the fold that you're going to have the bad batch because that's ultimately you know the show is yeah. about the bad batch and you're gonna have the bad batch doing something or having to do something because there was there's that line in there the guy asking was like do you know the do you know him well? He's like, I know him for about two hours. He's like, yeah, but that was about mm-hmm. two hours too long. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it was, it was a, a, a very quick, you know, you have this episode, but a very great way to quickly show disdain that Crosshair has for this guy. Um, and, and so that it gets to that point where he ultimately does at the end of the episode of realizing, all right, this jerk face has got to go and, and takes well, him I, out. I could see um, Crosshair hooking up with uh, Echo and Rex and doing some kind of like clone liberation thing, you know? Maybe they're uh, Crosshair doesn't one. care about the clones. Why would he be one? Well, maybe well, now, anti- maybe in this turn, he doesn't like stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe in this turn of events, we're seeing some character progression to where he would be willing to write joint up with them or see because good soldiers follow orders no longer as thing when that guy has jerky orders that have no disdain for your life or your what was your uh, what wait no what was his name Wilco, you know having having no concern for i just brought him back carried him back here <laughs> what was the line that's what it was he steps on a mind and or no they see somebody he's like oh they didn't even bother to carry him he's like oh why carry dead weight and he's like oh remind me not uh, to die on your watch, die in your watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then ultimately you know crosshair does carry him back and does carry the dead weight to some extent where yeah it's good great crosshair yeah. character um story building you know growth um episode to to see him um i will i think this is the episode there's been a number of episodes or maybe it's mando that i'm getting ahead of myself i might be getting ahead of myself but i think this younger generation of creatives you guys are some of you are young some of you old enough is 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 the game flashlight tag a thing for anyone did anyone play flashlight tag as a kid that so flashlight tag is played at the dark the person that's it has a flashlight and they're going around trying to find you. You're playing hide and seek in the dark, but if the person spots you with a flashlight, you're technically found. The problem with flashlight tag is, is for the people that didn't know how to play it properly, whatever. If you walk around with the flashlight on at night, it's easy to avoid the it person because you can see them walking around with the flashlight yards away because they have a flashlight and you don't in the dark. So you just make sure you see them walking in that direction. You, you know, you, you just make sure you stay out of their line of sight or whatever. It's very easy to avoid that person. And Ron, on a, on Battlefront two, they have the Ewok hunt and you can be a trooper and you can have your flashlight on your gun. And yeah, it totally makes you an open target. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we see that in, I'm, I'm thinking it's a bad batch, but now I'm thinking it's Mando where they're constantly walking around with this flashlight on in the dark going, well, that's idiotic because you're, a target as you, as you say see i don't think the younger creatives ever played flashlight tag to realize that is not a good way to hunt in the dark cave is turning your flashlight on you do that i think they did that on the zilla beast episode when they were they have a, around the ship have a head don't they have an infrared type of heads up sensor or something they could use anyway this is getting off on a tangent on flashlight tag <laughs> well, you've got to be able to see where you're going though so uh yeah. You don't want to step on a mine. <laughs> yeah. You think they might have like turn on uh, night vision or something like that, wouldn't you? Why? Right. Yeah, that's what I think. But, yeah. Do were we seeing the evolution of does Wake not Waco? What was it? Wilco is Wilco going to become Dengar? Didn't Wilco have like a Dengar bandage 
thing going on around his comp. Maybe he was helping to keep him warm, but he, he had some sort of something made me think he was going to be, you know, he was yeah, a very dark dark-ish in terms of bandages wrapped around his helmet when he had perfectly good. Now, obviously, you don't want to use your brother's helmet. That's a bit morbid, but he had a collection of dead comrades helmets um, mm. in, in the area they were hanging out in. And he had this, but or maybe his wasn't busted. He they was, did mention that just, they didn't protect against the cold, so yeah. that's why they wrapped them up, wrapping them up to stay, yeah, stay warm. And we've seen a couple times where we had Dengar esque crosshair. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hurt. Crosshair yeah. was yeah, bandaged up, bandaged up. That's right. Hmm. So yeah, how's this one end? But crosshair. Wait, but what happened with him? At, what happened at the end with Crosshair? I forget. Well, he's on the. Up, he's in the. He's tied up to this. Uh, Bed or something, isn't he? And being oh, that's right. I was gonna say he just collapses in the in the troopers, but no, yeah. he's tied up and he's yeah. in front of a, a clone doctor type or something. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. That's how it. So I don't know, but she's. I know she says if you co- if you cooperate, you might survive. Uh, well, I'm not sure if that's what they're gonna. What? Well, then we could just kill him. I mean, he's gonna become a bit nuisance. Why not just get rid of him? But obviously. He's got some clone cap- Yeah, he's got some clone mm-hmm. information they want to extract or, or learn about or whatever. So yeah, they're going to do experiments on him or something. Mm-hmm. Well, now they but know Bad Batch is running around with the Omega, so maybe they're right. They're, to they're ultimately better. bringing it nice to a, to a nice culmination point at the end of the season. That the mm-hmm. information's out there, Omega's out there, Bad Batch is out there. They just captured this um, component of the bad batch this clone with special powers and the clones doctors are going to be very intrigued to learn about him this had some interesting this is feloni-esque that it had the and i only remember it because i i watched the episode with the uh, captions on and it said ice vulture screeching that i remember seeing a scene where the birds flying over i think it's when yep Crosshair brings them back, and they're on the tarmac or whatever, and sort of collapse, and the birds wow. flying overhead, and I think it's, um, you know, it's like a foreshadowing aspect of the vultures circling. It's not quite dead yet. It's waiting for the clones to die. That the, the, oh yeah, you know, yeah. That it, it's waiting for the clones to to extinguish and perish, if you will, whatever, and and move on to stormtroopers, type of thing, whatever. That is. It's a very powerful sort of being visual. <laughs> yeah, as being those two guys are being circled. They're the not the last of their kind, but they are very much a dying breed, and the, and the, the vultures just waiting to waiting to pick at their carcasses. Is as a powerful for somebody that's committed to you know putting in the time and watching the Clone Wars and seeing the clones go is going to be a it's gonna it's just gonna be powerful to watch because yeah, they're gonna have, get order 66 themselves yeah right <laughs> there's know? gonna be or they're just i don't even think they're gonna get that they're gonna get they're just gonna just fade you know they're not even gonna get the i don't want to say nobility of an order 66 but you know what i mean they're not gonna get some sort of it's just gonna slowly yeah. they're just the what was a great contribution uh, to the republic and to everything and should be heralded as such and and deserve much better is is just going to fade it's just going to go out i want to i just want to know how they got to the point in rebels where they're on that planet fishing on that old ship you know like why did they get to be left alone you know or maybe rex cut some kind of deal or you know there has to be yeah that's uh, interesting yeah because rex is currently still in the fight 
yeah what's going to get him to a point where he's just like oh yep nope let's you know let's call it a, i'm done fighting i want to retire and get away from all of yeah. this he's going to see something out to pasture and stuff. Yeah. yeah so let's go out and although he gets sucked back in at that point anyway that's why we just watch when he right? thought he was out they pulled right him back. They, they pull you back in that's why we watch that's <laughs> why we're intrigued by this story that's why i I've said this before. That's why I think I find Bad Batch more compelling and fun to watch from a storytelling standpoint than Mando. That this Bad Batch has ramifications and has ultimately is contributing to the overall mythos of Star Wars and the storytelling that we know and love from the movies. We want to know, you fought in the Clone Wars with my father? We want to know how we get from clones to Stormtrooper. Whereas Mando is just extending the story, but it's not it might have the potential to contribute to eventually, but uh, I think Mando's a bit more of of, well, of Favreau playing with the toys there. within his toy box, whereas Bad Batch is 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 got a story to tell. It well, we has... know we know in this we know where it goes. We don't know where it goes in Mando yet, to a, to a certain extent. You know? Well, but and I guess that's what it is because Mando. Because Mando has no constraints. Right, right, exactly. Mando has no constraints. So they can go off on all these kind of weird, crazy, and tell stories that... And and maybe that's why I have a problem with Mando, because they can just go off in that direction and it it doesn't matter. Whereas Bad Batch has a box that it's constrained by. The creatives have to work within that. So their storytelling has to be nuanced. Their storytelling has to be compelling and has to be well thought out that's my problem with mando sometimes is they just like i know you know the they can just they can just it's fabric playing with his toys and his toys back he can just tell this story and then move on to the next and move on to the next he's not constrained he's not reined in at all it's two different uh storytelling aspects it's like the whole when we saw episode three and so we knew what was going to happen but we just wanted to see the how you know how oh yeah so like we got Tarantino, we know the ending, but we're just trying to see what how we got there. So it, it was funny, uh-huh. like that. Uh, I was watching Mando, and then this episode of Bad Batch came on. I'm like, how is this darker than the show we just watched? <laughs> it's like it's more serious, and like you know, the cartoon is more dark and serious. Yeah, I would love to be a fly on the table or to hear some recap of the 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 conversations that went around at Disney headquarters, Lucasfilm headquarters, with regards to having the two shows on at the same time. They clearly knew what they were doing in terms of dropping Mando, and at the same time they dropped a very powerful Bad Batch episode. They clearly didn't drop Mando and a and a filler episode of Bad Batch. They knew what they were doing there. They knew that Bad Batch is going to be ramping up in its last couple of episodes, whatever. So it'd be very interesting to hear the yes. machinations of how they got to this point of no, 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 we can have them overlap because they're going to be loosely tied or because they're going to be both very powerful and dark or you know versus you know no we want this one to end but you're only getting a percentage of the viewers actually enjoying both um shows because most people are just watching mando (laughs) i I mean i think if i was if i was in charge of the star wars content i'd probably be a bit bit meaner i'll probably have them playing at different times to each other so you finish bad batch then we start showing mando in all the right? groups and online the people you talk to there's star wars fans like us that are hardcore like oh, i don't watch cartoons i just watch the movies you know so brian, the, the, brian contributes to that um yes mindset to something that he didn't partake in the clone wars when it when it dropped and has since 
and has enjoyed it and has seen that, you know, that most people discounted them because they were cartoons, because they were animated. They thought they were um, the resistance or whatever. And they weren't. They were very compelling storytelling. And they, they, they just chose to lose sight yeah. of that or not even look at that and, and contemplate that as being wait no these have gripping powerful stories to be told they're just in an animated form and are in a decent animated form they're, i don't watch bad batch and think well this is animated at all it's so well done the light, we've already talked oh, about like it. the lighting the like three the, dudes it's yeah it's gorgeous gorgeous stuff resistance obviously was that 2d anime or whatever it was that the cell you know yeah and it's it's a different level of animation that is a little bit cartoony ish or but still the story is the story and how it's visually displayed i think at some point we need to do a uh a resistance episode when things quiet down we ever have a dry spell i don't know we will. <laughs> yeah it's gonna we're gonna have a pod just concentrate we were gonna watch the first episodes do you remember <laughs> that we were Gosh. playing with the commentary I mean, there's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I love resistance, I thought resistance had, would have been had, great. It needed another. Season. To, yeah, if I had to rank the animations, it, yes, it probably would be down down the bottom. But it doesn't mean it, it wasn't good. It just means that it's just in that order. And well, I'm always surprised. So if you're going to rank Star Wars, something then has to be at the left. You know, something has to be at yes. the bottom. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's bad at all. No, last night. It's just funny because last night um, I was talking to my brother and we were talking about Mando and. Like I was explaining basically everything from the Clone Wars <laughs> to him because he's never seen it, you know. Because um, most people that I talk to, like they only watch the shows and the movies. They've never watched animated stuff because they have that preconceived notion. Oh, it's the kids thing. It's you know, it's it's for, it's animated. It's like yeah, I was going through the whole like oh well, Maul had the dark saber and all this and that. You know, he's like oh wow, I didn't know that. I'm like well, yeah. <laughs> so I was like the first couple of seasons of Clone Wars are a little bit cartoony. But um, but they start introducing some pretty adult things pretty early on. Well, isn't that where we get the HSOEF hashtag, Stephen? The cl- is from the Clone yeah. Wars, right? HS, HS, I mean, we haven't used that for a while. It hasn't been. There's not much to it. Bad Batch might ha- might have that coming up as we get some more. But yeah, the Mando one might do that. Yeah. That holy s, everything's on fire. Hashtag oh, yeah. is is was the clone word that it had a slow burn and became a holy you know this is a, rebels was very much the same thing he's stealing fruit at the at the beginning of it and then holy crap everything's on fire there's mandos flying around you know and, and it, it got crazy so you have to let these things burn you have to let them marinate and get to that point where it can set everything on fire because that's when it's good that's when it, when you go wow this uh, you know i'm so glad i watched all of the clone wars to get all of those various little bits and pieces bad batch is going to be the same way that i'm so glad you know partook in all of this to see this story because it's it's got ramification it's got good storytelling it's contributing to the that star wars story that we all know and love i find it odd that when i finish watching bad batch because i watch bad batch before mando on when on drop night and bad batch doesn't say i've got something for you to watch and it's called the new episode of mando it it kicks you to andor and i think i think mando does the same thing that if you watch mando first it doesn't at, you know what I mean? At the end of the thing, when it's sh- oh, yeah, trying yeah. to suggest what to watch next, it should suggest the new Bad Batch. Bad well, Batch should yeah. suggest should. the new Mando, but it Absolutely. doesn't. I don't understand why. What the? Well, I, what also annoys me in deep. I don't know what it's like for you guys. You watch it on the TV stuff. <laughs> when as soon as, as soon as you're halfway through the credits, they to go small screen. Yeah. 
and you've got no chance of seeing anything that's on those credits. Not that you even wanted it to, but you know, you feel sorry for those people who are on those credits. You stand no chance of seeing them because you can't do anything to make that screen bigger again. Yeah, there should well, be. And a, then, a, like, when the Marvel shows had stingers at the end, and so, like, as soon as the credits get, it stops. I'm like, well, I want to watch it to the end because I know there's going to be something on there. So you always have to, like, fidget with it and, you know, put the screen. Yeah, there back. should be a checkbox setting or something that is the I want to watch the credits. You know, I want to see the full yeah. credits. Oh, well, yeah. They're so geared press, towards yeah. stream or, or, press, yeah. or you press the play button, it just makes that go back to full screen again. Yeah, I just think it's funny with Bad Batch and watch it says skip intro. I'm like, it's like a half a second. Watch. Yeah, I, I have that same sort of thought. Right? I'm like, you know, this is one of the things where it doesn't really need that skip intro because there is none. <laughs> Literally, someone's got to do that, haven't they? Someone's got to do that. Um, it's like I did skip the intro. So I skip the intro sometimes with Andor because that might it's like yeah, it, seconds it, it, Andor does have a long, a slow burn. Uh, of for no, for no reason. But the it, time did we ever get the? Uh, did Andor ever get the HSEOF? Hashtag, I guess it did for the last episode. Um, I don't think it's it's only season one, so you can't. Nothing's on fire in season one on any of these things, so the the fire can't start. No, it's it's got to be something completely unexpected from the from the from the left field. So like when we got uh, Luke um, appear appear in uh, in Mando last time round, that was a HSO. I mean, it's got to be exceptional, not just be. It's not. It's not good enough to be a really good episode. It's got to be something that you never saw coming, and what what actually comes is like a juggernaut. Yeah, I don't literally mean a juggernaut, but yeah. No, know. no, it's 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 that holy. Cra- you know, this is this is more than poison snapple or stealing fruit or whatever. Things are on fire. Things are going crazy. The story's getting. You know, yeah. the story's getting good. Was is the point of that sort of rant and that hashtag that I love so much because people yeah, discount just, things so easily. Just easy, the so thing quick. that with Bad Batch, like. These this was the episode the Bad Batch episode originally of Clone Wars wasn't even aired like they didn't even finish it you know now we have a whole second season of the show so like that's just uh, I still appreciate them going back and you know taking these characters that wouldn't weren't even canon at one point and I yeah, still wish they the would complete those uh, those other episodes but um, yeah is everybody good. yeah is everybody um, what so what order is everybody watching these and now we've got a choice of uh, two two things to watch each Wednesday. Oh, I watch Mando uh, first. I watch Mando first, purely because if I'm going to be spoiled, yeah. it's Mando is going to be the first one spoiled. Um, you know, nobody's going to, it's not going to be as, as, as easy to find out to come across Bad Batch spoilers. Uh, Murray, you're the tiebreaker, because I've already, I've already said my piece that I watch Bad Batch first. Yeah. I watch Mando first. Ah, oh, curses. <laughs> I'm the outlier. Sorry, Ron. I was going to say, in, time, in theory, time straight, you've got you've got a quick half hour, you can watch Bad Batch, um, you need a bit more for uh, for Mando. I see, uh, I, don't, I don't get that, you're a Star Wars fan. How are you not sitting down and committing to consuming both? I don't like, watch I one after the other, I don't watch them one after the other, I tend, I, cause I, watch, I tend to watch Mando the, when, the, the Wednesday, then Bad Batch on the Thursday. Oh. My Wednesday night is so beautifully, so beautifully, yeah. um, wonderfully. Again, growing up with not having content, man, the opportunity—it kills me to have to wait till Wednesday. But I don't, or Wednesday night. But I am not a. I have to, you know, it does make a challenge for Wednesday, like you say, to not be spoiled, to stay off the internet and all that sort of stuff, whatever. But I am not watching it on my phone or a tablet or computer at work or something like that just to have it that because again it, it speaks to uh, no i am your father type of thing you only get one 
opportunity to see this show for the first time. So that Luke reveal, I don't want that. To, I didn't want that to be on my tablet while I'm driving to work or something because I don't want to be spoiled. You know, that is a sit that's, down yeah, and, thing, and, because, yeah, and soak in that first time. The second time, sure, I'll watch that on a tablet or whatever. But that first yeah, time, yeah, Wednesdays has to be have been like make something special for dinner. We wear our Star Wars yep. shirts and you know we yep. sit down and let's all watch Ricky it. Knows. Yeah, Ricky knows. Because the thing, the thing, the thing is with the, the social media as it is now that um, even if you, this reason why I watched Mando first, I don't watch it until dinner time in the evening anyway. I could watch it earlier on. It's so easy to be spoiled from it, not and just in ways that you're not expecting. Like you go on YouTube, I think I just Certainly. watched something on YouTube, and then you've got the uh, you know the recommendations on the right hand side, but some of them will come up, you know, some will come up with recommendations of you know, yeah. the spoilers or what happened in, in this episode. And same in Twitter, you go on Twitter to see it's just new sports. Oh, news. people just and down yeah, the side, you've got care. the hashtags, you've got the hashtags, and what's trending, and it knows what you want to see trending. It's got things like things like you know hashtag hand dies sort of thing. Yeah, hashtag. Yeah, I'm, I'm only I'm well. only an hour chat on Wednesdays because if anywhere else I go, it's gonna be even Facebook, even like IGN and stuff like that. They'll put spoilers like Man. you know. Or they say it'll be something like finally, as this really gets on my nerves. The, 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 the clickbait crap you get now is finally stars resolves the Sinnoh Beast um, story or something like that. You know what? What's that all about? What is he talking about? You know, um, there'll be some, there'll be something that they give yeah. a clue to in the title, even though they're trying not to, because anything that anything in the title that makes you think is enough to be a spoiler, really, even if they don't spell it out. Well, to that note, spoiler alert, you might want to play the spoiler alert, although this doesn't go yeah. until that happens or whatever. And spoiler alert, with regards to next week's Mando episode, I have seen something, not so much content, um, but I don't know if anybody wants to close their ears off, or but that uh, episode length, is, it's a it's a long one. Oh, because somebody said that in, in the chat, this one is going to be a long yeah. one, it wasn't. <laughs> so I actually got the length right. Actually, my prediction was actually the length of the episode, but yeah. I didn't claim any credit for it. But somebody else said, "Oh, I've heard online it says that it's going to be 52 minutes and and uh, 16 seconds." Yeah. That it wasn't. But they might be talking like, about the next one. But I will say that's going to be Boba Fett walking around doing so. <laughs> in, in two episodes, in two weeks' time, it's it's a um, Dave Filoni episode, so I imagine mm. that's going to be a, a Luke or Ahsoka one. So, well, um, how many Mando episodes do we get? Is it eight? Not enough. Um, no, I've closed the window now. Only ten, right? Is it only ten? Eight or ten, ten, I think. And then Bad Batch is sixteen. I just. Right, Bad Batch ends, and then we get a couple more man. We get more mandos. They don't both end at the same time, is what I'm going for there. I don't think. Well, not to jump ahead, but what's after Mando? Like, well, yeah, you said not to jump ahead. So yeah. <laughs> not jump. I got. We have enough. I remember the days when we were clamoring for. You know, that's how we ended up with the. Yeah. What have you been doing? Now, like, well, when this ends, what else starts? Now we don't need that segment because we have well, so yes, much yeah, Star Wars content but, but, in the Senate uh, yeah, the, yeah, the main thing was hey, on this week's episode we'll be talking about how the how Death Star's uh, laser beam <laughs> <laughs> works and how lightsabers don't have a safety switch or something like that. You know, it was, it was, it, that was a conversation for the, the days for, of the do lightsabers have batteries. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, we had some fantastic Senate sessions back in the day when when there yeah. wasn't content. You know, it wasn't necessarily one day um, there will be content. It will happen again. We will have we will have to. Uh, really well, you know, they're they're firing Kathleen Kennedy, and then uh, <laughs> they're they're shutting down all the movies now and cutting the budget. Well, they're 
<laughs> the brief Star Wars or the brief uh, news segment is that celebration starts up uh, maybe oh, yeah. in a week yeah. or two. So Easter, that's, weekend, that's Easter weekend, you said, didn't you? Easter weekend. Is it a month yeah. from now or is it sooner than that? We'll have that it's either next weekend or two weekends, but we'll have that to discuss as well the next session. Yes, we're now a bit more about the band batch. So yeah, we're going to have... the band batch would have finished by then, so we maybe they might squeeze in some season three news into the celebrations. They don't. Well, they don't have much to go on. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they what kind of news does get dropped. So anyway, oh, that's Ahsoka trailer, something like that. You know, that's new. That's yeah, there'll be some Ahsoka stuff to say. Yeah. They got to do something to. They Skeleton don't have crew, Skeleton crew teaser. Oh yeah, they have the opportunity to make the celebration be something kick ass. Yeah. You know, in terms of dropping stuff that none of us are expecting because we're not really expecting. Uh, yeah, I suspect maybe movie news, right? Yeah, so it's April seventh through tenth. So, oh right. Hmm. How much, or you know, how long has it been since we've had a movie in the theaters? What? 2019. 2019. Been four years now. Star Wars has been out of the theaters for four years, and I say that like I'm incredulous to it. And I know <laughs> it, was, it was every three. You know, we we had so it's not that incredulous, but. We thought we were going to get it. So I suspect Celebration drops news of a movie. That, well, that's the big thing. A movie that's actually going to happen. There's episodes of each show before Celebration. So. All right. So we got to keep our Senate sessions uh, schedule going. Well, this one's been fantastic, as always. Yes, it's nice to we, I mean, we didn't get to Mando. It's nice to at least we have one topic, and we have one topic to delve yeah. into. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's nice to not have Ryan here. Yeah, to try and rush <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Not what he was saying. No, we missed Ryan's ten thousand notes he's written about every episode. Um, we miss all the senators. There's been a number of them. Yes, there has. Yes, yes. Everybody yeah. has something to contribute, but uh, hopefully we get. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for having a good bad batch uh, chit chat, and uh, thank you. Yes. Speak to you again. Um, see everybody again. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to uh, join us on the various social media stuff. And join the Facebook group. Yeah, I'll please talk to us. Talk yeah, to we're us. There. We're loading. We're loading. Cheer. Cheers, everyone. Bye. 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 And later. <laughs> Go switch off. Be sure to follow us online. We're at Facebook at PSW Senate. Join our Plus 20 Star Wars Facebook group. Where we all are in there interacting. You can find us on Twitter at PSW Senate. On Instagram, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. And on TikTok, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. The Force will be with you. Always.
Right. Good afternoon, everyone. Can't hear a thing at the moment. <clears throat> My volume worked. Hello. It's, it's, hello. Is it just been me so far? Oh no, you, me, and Ron. Hi, Ron. One's lurking. Oh. Oh, hi, lurking Ron. Hello and good morning, everyone. Morning. Afternoon. Oh, that's right. It's afternoon for you. <laughs> All very well and good. I'll just go get a cup of, try and find some chocolate. I didn't find any chocolate. I managed to find some biscuits. <clears throat> not quite the same thing. I thought I heard you crinkle a bag of crisps. It, it's not crisps. It's, uh... You're right, uh, the chips. Mini, well, the biscuits. Mini cinnamon speculatus. Ooh, cinnamon. I've got a lot of things. I've got a, a great big tub of stuff I was given for Christmas. Uh, not only given the tub, I was given loads of stuff for Christmas. Um, cakes and biscuits and chocolate stuff. And I just bang everything in that tub. And each week I stick my hand in the tub and bring someone else out to to um, chew through. So today I've got... So they're, they're pretty much um, Christmas stuff. But uh, I've still got, uh, I've got a chocolate father Christmas in there. I've got um, two little mini Christmas cakes <laughs> to eat. Uh, so it's a bit strange getting stuff out in March, April or May or something that's got Christmas stuff all over it. <laughs> but I, I mean, God, you know, 20 years ago, I would just scuffed, scoffed everything in two weeks. Um, but, uh, now I, I still scoff it all. I just scoff it over a longer period. So I don't feel so bad, uh, for eating it all. Yeah. Now it doesn't just like it, now it just hangs around. It doesn't. It, it, you That's don't work right. Out. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I would have. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, uh, as most of us done, I would have bought whatever size size the chocolate bar was or the tub of chocolates. I would have been minded to just keep eating them until I'd was uh, <laughs> feeling sick. Uh, but uh, now I sort of I, I you know I take three or four chocolates out of a uh, out of a box or something, I'll say that's enough for a couple of hours uh, and sort of just uh, eat them out a bit. Yeah, everything in moderation now, huh? Yes, well, except for my <laughs> packet, buy a packet of Haribo's now every week. I, I eat that, I try to eat them during the evening because, oh, you're gone. Um, do you have Haribo's over there? We do, like gummy bears, gummy worms. Well, Harry Bows, yeah, they can be. Um, we're just talking about Harry Bows, uh, Marie. Um, they're, they're, yeah, traditionally they were little teddy bear things, but they're sort of anything now. They're short, like right. Kona bottles, big bottles, snakes, and they could be fizzy. They could be sugary, fizzy ones, or you know, different flavors. You get bubblegum flavor packets. And they're for kids, but they sort of advertise them in um, the advert for them is like adults eating kids stuff. Um, so uh, and I buy them and I eat them during the evening because uh, I don't eat all, everything in the whole packet, but I, I chop them during the evening to satisfy my crunch for substance. And uh, but they're not fatty. They mean they are full sugar, but they're not fatty. And you know I've read read around you shouldn't eat anything heavy or fatty in the evenings because then you go straight to bed and the fat goes nowhere. <laughs> so I try to eat stuff that is light. And non, you know, non cakes, non chocolates in the evening. So sweets don't have the, the fat that uh, other stuff does. 
So instead of going to carrots and celery, you go to Haribo, Haribo <laughs> gummy bears. Uh, yeah, I'm at Haribo. I'm at Haribo. I need to go get. Need to go shop and get some more this week. Um, so I had to have a banana last yesterday evening. It was not quite the same thing, is it? When you sat down watching TV oh, oh. and you got to get a banana out to uh, um, to enjoy it with. It was a massive well, banana. At least the banana is hella more podcast friendly and quieter when you when you peel it. <laughs> See, get, get them all out of the package now and put them on a plate or something so we don't hear you crinkling all show yeah i'll take some out now i um i don't know what they're growing with the bananas in these days but the bananas we had the last couple of weeks delivered to us are absolutely massive they're like the size of an old mobile phone uh massive um Right, so hey, I have a uh, um, housekeeping question. How far back into the Bad Batch do we need to go? The last that's, that's Senate, what I was looking at, yeah. Didn't we do the faster? Didn't we do the pod racing one? Was that the last one? We definitely oh, no. Did, we definitely we did, did in two. We did, two. We def- you did the pod racing, and we definitely did that one with the uh, Berserk. Um, the Mecha Mech and Blizzard thing. Did we do the one with um, Gunji, yep, the it, Chewbacca? It we, yeah, we did, but we sort of didn't spend a lot of time in it, but we definitely did that one. Okay, so we got the clone conspiracy. So February the eighth. February eighth was the clone conspiracy. We would, have, we would have had them both in the same week. Um, but I don't remember talking about it. But we might have. Uh, when did we do the last one? Let me have a look here. I'll go back in time in the chat. February the fifth. Uh, did it the fifth. 5th of February, so we did it before that one. So we have actually got the clone conspiracy ones to uh, talk about. I'm trying to remember what happened in that one, I'm it. That was Tucci and the retirement of clones and mm. and and something. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was quite a good one though, was it? Because they almost it's kind of like Palpatine played them for the. Uh, I thought we talked yeah. about that one. It was, it was 100 miles ahead of them all, wasn't they? Ricky, uh, Stephen just looked at the date of our last Senate, and that, huh. the date was before, before that one aired. Before it that one aired. So yeah. if he did his math correctly, carried the one, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think. And the square uh, root. I, I took the square root as well, just to be sure. I don't remember talking about the Wookiee one, but maybe. The Wookiee one. Usually they try to put something. Oh, the Wookiee. No, we did. We did do the Wookiee one. Let me take a listen real quick. Uh... I'm pretty sure we did, but well, I don't. They... I, don't I, think we was, I think we were. I think we. I didn't think we talked a lot about it because we was always trying to squeeze other stuff in. So I think it got a bit. Yeah. Truncated. Yeah, shortchanged at the end because it would have been the most recent thing, and we were talking about the stuff from before. Hmm. Um, I seem to remember us trying to move everybody along. Um, so the 10 minutes for this one, 10 minutes for that one, because we kept um, getting caught up in others. Yeah, I, I just posted somebody that was asking questions, you know, tr- issues we never had before or whatever, when we didn't have a whole lot of Star Wars content with regards to now there's so much that cramming it all in into one Senate session is challenging. And in, in, in any sort of, you know, the way we used to where we just just, just discuss things and whatever came up and, and went wherever it went. Mm. There's just so much to, to go over, so much to talk about, which is awesome. So that means you've got six episodes of The Bad Batch, um, but we'll condense the uh, the double one into one 
episode. We won't, um, we won't uh, discuss the part one and discuss part two. Because um, I seem to remember, it, just, it sort of it didn't really a, a end with a um, right. It just it just ended at the thirty minute mark. Just ended, didn't it? Yeah. What was the two parter? Them in the mine for Ipsium or whatever. No, that was the clone. The clone one. Oh, Hang on, no, no, I mean, they, they, yeah, no, you're right. There were other ones that were sort of like parts, but they weren't officially. They're separate stories contained in a continuing story, weren't they? So she said, so we have the clone conspiracy double ones. Then we have the um, one when Sid sends them to the mine. Um, and then you have the uh, the next bit where they have to get the ship back. Um, then we got Zeno Beast. And then we got the one we just had. That's actually a lot. Wow. That is a lot. That is a lot. We did the we did the one after that that had the um the big machine thing, right? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. But yeah, we did that one. And the one after that is the Wookiee one, Tribe. And then the one we need to start with, episode seven, the Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences. All right. So that was the last one. Was the one with the giant robot, and then the one with the Wookiee, right? Those were the ones. So yeah, that's what we determined. We got to we got to uh, discuss the clone conspiracy. <clears throat> our first is the clone conspiracy with the with the assassin Palpatine being sneaky, Palpatine being Palpatine, really, but trying to you know put the clones out the pa- it's the beginnings of putting the clones out the pasture to, to some extent. Did I miss an episode? Because all of a sudden that doesn't that one doesn't sound familiar. Is that the one with Crosshair when he does that snipe move? I swear I don't to God, think I might Crosshair have... was in it because Crosshair hasn't been anything oh. in it in a while. This is with mm-hmm. Bail Organa, Tucci, and the Senate, Rotunda, and 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 they're they're talking oh, about okay, okay, okay. what yeah. to do with the clones and and introducing you know it was, it was highly entertaining introducing legislation to create a, a pension fund or something for the clone. I don't remember what all they were trying to do, but there was stuff in the Senate they were trying to deal with the with the clones. Versus, you know, they're not droids where you can just shut them down. They're clones. You have to do something with them. Okay, I kind of remember that. <laughs> but right, so, that's the one that had the assassin. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now, okay. Thank the, you. The Rex and Rex. Well, how does Rex get involved? Rex is definitely there with the assassin because he says, and I might be confusing him now because the dude says you're a, I don't know, you're old school, you're a relic, and and he dies. He bites down on the, the whatever. Yeah, this was the episode, right? That was the episode. The assassin, I'm pretty sure this is that episode. The assassin we all thought was going to be, they made it out to be, we thought it was going to be Crosshair, but it was not. (laughs) It was somebody else. Okay, so now I didn't miss something. I was like, Crosshair? I don't remember seeing that one. Yeah, because we haven't seen Crosshair in a long, long time. Yeah, until this week. Mm. I'm not spoiling anything for anybody, am I? Because uh, we should have all seen it by now. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So it's cross crosshair is the um is the thing you look down the barrel of the gun to see the um the target thing, isn't it? To the line. Yeah. So what's crosshair? Simply because it's a it's the width of a hair. I think what you're referring to is more technically the scope, and then the little T that's oh. in the, that's in your field of view. If you look through the scope, is the crosshair would be the thing that helps you sort of. Yeah, that's the uh, thing that helps target your 
So yeah, it's it's a it's a very thin line of teeth, and that's what's on his eye. That's a the tattoo or the marking that's on his eye. He has that oh, yeah, yeah. circle with the with the that, that scar or or tattoo or whatever it is that he has. That's it's a crosshair. It, it looks like it's a what you see when you look into the scope of a gun. So yeah, what what you asked about Stephen was would be referred to as a scope, but yes. what you see in the scope is your target at the other end and the crosshair trying to help you line it up. I've but you got a download gun, <laughs> you Brit. <laughs> 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 it's not a tender knife down the barrel gun, yeah, at least not. Think another switch though, yeah. yeah. Note that all the Americans know this somehow. <laughs> I have never had a real gun in my hands. I suppose that's not something that many Americans can say. Um, real. How about a BB gun? Would you consider that a real gun? I would not. So I can say the same thing. I don't think I've ever had a real gun in my hands. I mean, my brother was a cop, so I've had a gun in my hands once or twice. I never shot it, but like I... Surprisingly so heavy, I think, is so what I'm people I'm the only say, one that's right? ever gone shooting <laughs> there. <laughs> Ricky's got a gun for every day of the week. No, I have one, but we, I have it locked away. But, like, yeah, we used to go shooting and stuff all the time regularly. But it's been years, decades. He lives, so he basically lives in the wild, wild west. He's got he's to have some sort of protection from the tremors. Well, yeah. Well, we have to I, have a bacon nearby. <laughs> it's just funny because we used to go, like, when I was younger, out to the desert to shoot, right? Because there's nothing out there and it wasn't really, like, regulated. Um, that's where my house is now. <laughs> Wait, yeah. go out in the desert to shoot? That's where your house is now? Yeah, there didn't used to be houses over here, but it yeah. keeps expanding more and more west. So, yeah. so you were in <laughs> that was all desert where I'm where I'm right now. Um, this used to be fields. Mm, yeah, this like, is like the river bottom. We'd go romping with our four by fours and go shooting. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm pretty yeah. sure. Safe to say, Stephen is in an, uh, in a very old place, and and so am I. My house is like a hundred years. Hundred. Stephen years might old. have like a sword and a stone in his basement or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it might be somewhere. In, uh, the legends of uh, King Arthur is that he was uh, he had a castle in Tintagel. In uh, it's, uh, it's only a rumor, but. It's only ever been a rumor or legend and stuff, but they have been finding things gradually over the last 10 years, which sort of suggests that maybe that it wasn't quite a myth. As, uh, well, as uh, find any Merlin artifacts. There, there were the ruins of a castle or a fort somewhere around there, weren't there? There are, there are, yeah, but they don't think that one's not old enough to be his, but they have done some yeah. um, excavations around there. They have found that there's a lot more stuff out there than they thought. Um, because a lot, lot of these things were myths and stuff. There's never, you know, there's, there's no smoke without fire, is there? Right. Um, they come from um, they, they come from some some resemblance. I don't think there's a lady in a lake or not a sword, but uh, some sort of like a, a pre-British Roman duke or something is what they think. Mm. I, yeah. I've done a bit of the studying because this was like a this was like an obsession for me when I was in high school. I had this thing about King Arthur. Don't ask. I it, it came from reading um what was it the Crystal Cave? I think it was, which is an art which is a, a kind of a take on Arthurian legend, but it's from like Merlin's point of view. Mm. Young Merlin's point of view. Yes. Well, listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Look, if I went around saying I was emperor just because some moistened bent had lobbed a scimitar at me, they'd put me away. 
<laughs> Very obscure. No, they're not obscure, but I have them. I have them noted because they're just funny. But I'd never remember them word for word like that. But Monty Python quotes uh, for yes. for to get us started. Stephen, I'll have you know I'm, I'm having a cuppa at the moment. Moistened bent. I've still not seen. I've still not seen much Monty Python. It's just a shame, really. I need to oh, definitely need to see that one because, especially with the King Arthur the references, because yeah, the whoever's going on and on about the you know throwing scimitars out of lobbing things, <laughs> or what is what is it the just yeah the quote about about strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government was always was always just drop dead funny. <laughs> yeah, well, that whole movie's drop dead funny, isn't it? Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's. The BBC, I just say the, the BBC, the BBC Merlin series is very good. If you, you guys yeah. watch that over there, I never watched that. Hmm. I am having what? a cup of tea, Stephen. So. No, you're just having a cup really? of tea. Like a cup of tea. Yeah, I'm having a, having a cup of tea. So uh, not coffee. Right, but, so we're, we assume we're not going to have any news this week. Well, no new segment no. was uh wine isn't here and i haven't done any so are we doing mando too or are we just doing bad batch bad batch and well i do bad batch first that's the most we've got to get rid of and then we'll um uh get to uh mando if there's time we can get to mando i mean there's only two episodes of it so far so it's... yes i mean we could probably discuss it as a we sort of i just read them both out and then we discuss them as one because there's not a uh not a huge amount in some respects, that's... No, and some of the some of the Bad Batch episodes aren't too detailed. Um, so. And you guys, Unless let me the issues because I don't have my AirPods today. They, I left them in the living room and I don't feel like getting them because I have a cat lying on me. And I'm also doing this lying down because I have a cat lying on me. You sound just <laughs> fine. Just, you actually sound really yeah. good. Usually yeah. you're kind of low, but you sound really good right now. So. Um, okay. What was that going to... Well, maybe if the cat has any input, do that as now. Oh, News, Stephen, you could do a brief news segment, and the news is the Celebration Europe is coming up in a matter of weeks. So get your tickets, get your tickets now. Oh, no, somebody else can answer Who's, well, Mary's not, you're not going, are you? Um, oh, do you want, somebody, do you want Friday and two Saturday tickets? You can have them. <laughs> somebody can mention it in passing, but I'm sure we'll have. Yeah, this, there are stuff that's starting to be announced for that, but I haven't got any of it to hand. Yeah, me neither. There's loads of people that have said, oh, this person's coming, that person's coming, this person's coming. I mean, um, Star Wars um, actors and actresses and stuff. They've, they've released the artwork for the for the badges and stuff, and I'm really bummed that I'm actually not going because it's really nice. That's actually my screensaver on my phone right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marie, so, how do you have a Friday and two Saturdays? No, You're two, taking a friend. Two Fridays and two Saturdays. It's, it's oh, me and okay. It's me and my friend, but I can't make it because I don't have enough vacation time, and I have um, other things that I've been dealing with, so I don't have the vacation time to, you know, jet off right, to right. <laughs> When is it again? Um, Easter April. weekend. Is it? Yeah, again? Easter Oh, that was such Did a pain when that happened that weekend. They did that a few years ago. Oh, that's not so annoying. God, it's, it's come up quickly, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of quick. Um, <clears throat> but you know anyone, Stephen, who has designs on going and can't get a ticket? I have two Friday and two Saturday passes available. Oh, but here, yeah. Just, wasn't that last time it was over there? Didn't wasn't it Easter weekend too? No, it wasn't. That was in July. Uh, what was the last one, the one that was in Easter then? I think one of the times in Orlando, I seem to think they did a Sunday. Yeah. 
they were, they were doing some, they were trying to have some ceremonies or had some, you know, Star Wars fans that were there that were, that were, um, uh, well, priests or chaplains or whatever, you mm. know, having, having some things before the show opened or in hotels or something like that. I don't know why I remember that, but I remember some, I was trying to cook oh. stuff for Easter to take to my mom's and watching the stuff on my iPad. <laughs> like, cause oh, it, was wait, like, it was a celebration in Europe in, uh, maybe what was it 2018 but yeah the 2016 one was in july i know because i was there mm. yeah one of them i know fell on easter before i'm like this is a dumb weekend to have it <laughs> um or that could have been that could have been uh when was that 2015 when it was in anaheim i don't quite remember but i know that was in april around the time that easter would fall i don't know I think hmm, that's I'm that's I'm a bad weekend. Catholic, sorry. Where are your tickets gonna go to waste? My tickets are gonna go to waste, yes. Oh dear. And then if I do find anybody, is there a physical thing or can you get like an email code or something to them or to who to however that would work? Or does something need to be mailed mailed to somebody physical? I think you have to go through the light ticket exchange because mine's mine is in international order, so it's a will call. Um, so you might, they might have to go through the light ticket exchange. Okay. I'll see if I can find someone to make use of them. I don't know if they'd be willing. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get some money for you too or whatever, but anyway, we'll see what we but, can yeah, make uh, for them to go to waste. Email address and they can look up the tickets on the ticket exchange and, and we can do the thing or whatever. Uh, we'll see if I can put people in touch and make, make, make things, uh, work out in the positive for folks. Because it yeah. would be bummer for him to go to waste, and if somebody wants to get into the into the place, that yeah. would be a positive. Yeah, I wasn't able to get a I wasn't able to get a foyer because they sold out like right before I got in to to get them. But it was brutal trying to get tickets for sure. Oh yeah, it's been brutal trying to get tickets for anything lately. <laughs> I say we just give them to Stephen, and he straps on a microphone and goes. <laughs> 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 well, he needs to take a friend. Do you have any friends you can go with, Steve? I have no friends. If I only it was close. equipment, I'll be your I friend. I have no Star Wars friends that I know of anyway. Not here, I, I mean. I thought. <laughs> right, we better get going. We've got, we've got yeah. stuff to tickle. We've got stuff to get yeah. through. we got a bad batch of bad batches. we got a bad batch of bad batches, yes. Okay, okay. So, is everybody ready? Got, got a comfy seat? Okay. Well, you see, no, I cat, don't know. Cat has, yeah. Okay, let's get going. <clears throat>